0: welcome to musings from melanated minds podcast if you like what you hear please follow us on twitter and instagram at musings media other than that we hope you enjoy the show recorded um okay so hello hi who are you today um, I was literally thinking about that right when you you said let's record. Um, I am going to be—I don't think I've been here before. Christina Yang, have I been Kaylee Torres yet? I don't think so. I don't think we've been Grey's Anatomy folk. Her, you know what we can do? Cause we we did in the first episode and then we gave up on it. We could do like Sun Moon Rising, Grey's Anatomy. I'm here for it. I'm here okay. for it. All right. All right. Okay. So, um, really quickly though, overall, I'm Kalipe Ifehinaya Torres. Gang, gang. Haro after she had sex with Mark Sloan. Cause that I tweeted it today. That was the best decision she ever made in her life. See, no, I did not see that tweet. And now I'm pulling up that tweet because. <laughs> Bro. And I, I stand by, it. you want to know why? Because up until that point, also I watched this episode like days ago, but it was sitting on my spirit for days. Um, up until that point, she's like love struck over George for no fucking reason, and she ain't got no friends. She ain't got no real friends. She's just with them fake bitches, aka Izzy and Meredith. And so here, this beautiful brown woman is surrounded by these ancient white folk and Christina. Um. <laughs> And, like, then having sex with Mark immediately gives her a friend. And you know who that friend is? When Addison Forbes Montgomery used to be Shepherd, And who is she? She's a bad bitch. Okay? Yeah. And then once she becomes friends with Addison, her, Addison, and Bailey become a little friend group for a yeah. second. And tell me that's not sickening. And they think, are a cute friend group. And think about it. And then fucking fucking Mark gets her to Erica Hahn which gets her to exploring her sexuality yeah then gets her you know to all the wonderfulness and the bad bitch she is so yes, yes having sex with Mark Sloan is the best decision Kelly Torres ever made in her life it's changed her life Respect. I love that the explanation it was thorough i also completely skipped over the fact that he helped her create an entire human being a whole child Okay, yeah, we so, not this. So the baby, don't matter. Okay, but yes, I'm. But I'm also at that point where Christina's being stupid for Burke. Not her finest hour, and you know what? That is, we all gotta grow in life. Okay, mm-hmm. we can't be stagnant. We gotta grow. We gotta start at a place to end in a new place. But she started out better than she than this middle part. She keeps being so proud. We fall. Sometimes we rise. <laughs> like she starts off so great and then she got caught up with these white people. Then this, then this, and that, that stuck, Okay. And that will get you stuck. Right. Like think about, think about how Izzy really just fucked up their entire lives. Awesome. talk up. about how she would have been in jail in real life. <laughs> she would have been in prison. Okay. Talk about the fact that Bailey be watching her interns fuck up and never does anything. Anything. I thought she learned from the Izzy situation because she looked Izzy dead in her face while she flirted with that man and said nothing. And now, fucking Christina has erased her name from the board and she's seeing Christina fight with George and still nothing. Nothing. She's worried about singing to her baby, which is beautiful. I love when she's singing a little baby tub. But baby, worry about your job. White people are doubting your abilities and you're just watching and crying about it. Go be great yikes what episode are you actually on i just finished uh season three episode eight i believe eight or nine um are not far, far apart from each other let to say what episode are you on i'm literally about to find out i haven't watched it since um David. what episode, what happened in this episode oh this is the one where uh the little girl gets hit by her nanny and then she spends the entire time crying. Yeah, I saw that one yeah yes because she don't want her parents and so then that was uh, funny i'm not even gonna lie to you oh i'm on season three episode 20 i don't know why i don't remember that yeah you're really far ahead of me what what is Is season three when she falls into the river and decides she don't want to live no more oh i just passed some episodes thank god (laughs) (laughs) that's really what happened was like fuck it she don't want to do this no more tired okay all it took was somebody knock her over and mary said i'm done it's over she was tired yeah, no, I got to that. I think my issue with that is that it lasted too many episodes, in my opinion. What was it? I felt like it was like three episodes. Uh-uh, it should never be more than two. Because, and that's my thing. Give me two solid episode, a good two two episode arc. I'm solid. Don't give me a third episode. I have to care now. Like, and then her mama died, and I was just like, "Well, did her mama die while she was all frozen?" You've seen the show before, so I'm all not right. spoiling anything. I absolutely but, not. No. I remember her mama has that one good day where her and Weber talk about having mixed race children. Having mixed race children, yes. And then, like, doesn't she not have been happy? We would have been so happy. She says nothing about their actual mixed race child. Nothing. Nothing. I gave a child up for adoption. And she's out here in these streets somewhere. Nothing. My favorite part is Weber was almost Meredith's daddy. Can you imagine Meredith Gray was a black daddy? No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Bro. Too much. Bro, Bro, bro already had some things to work out. Like would have been stuck, bitch. Christina wouldn't have had a chance. (laughs) Like, what? A white man? Please. (laughs) Please. Derek, if you don't go sit down, okay. (laughs) You ain't got no lips. Okay, strictly melaninically over here. <laughs> Wait a minute, Wildman is great, just a bit Ellen Pompeo. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know the best part? Tracy Ellis Ross sent her a pattern box, <laughs> and I said, "Man, you ain't even post the kids. All you posted was the bags. You know what? I get tired every day. Every day. And Ooh, she could have, nice. it's a her daughter named Sienna. She could have showed Sienna just being like, uh. she is Stella Rose and then the other one's probably like Sienna Auburn or something. And then I think they have a boy. They do have a son. I remember when she had her son. What yeah, the she, son she was she the him. last one? Because the, the two of them were surrogates. Yeah. He, she said, I remember because she was like, uh, she told her husband, you've now been replaced. There's a new man in my life. And I was like, that's, cute but also weird <laughs> yeah because I, the whole sentiment is that she got a new number one man in her life but also i think she just got way too comfortable being herself like even today she retweeted something where someone was like uh, ellen pompeo makes more money than god and some 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 and she was just like word It's like ma'am okay your name is ellen and last i checked you have like a house in the hamptons please stop Keep really? your, My thing is, if I was wealthy, if I was wealthy, y'all would never hear from me. I would be quiet, I invite y'all over when we need to and keep it pushing, y'all. I would not be causing problems on Beyonce's internet. I would not. Speaking of, okay, I had other thoughts about that, but I don't care no more. Um, Absolutely, I want to be rich and connected. I don't want nobody to know my name. But more importantly, one, non-be awesome walk out here in these streets oh Lord. with a beyonce box and yeah. we don't get to see it i i don't even know what male icy park look like what does she make sweatpants i don't know i just want to see i it. think so i think she could have also sent him the unisex stuff sure i girl i only know the stuff that either the celebrities or beyonce put on i've i tried looking at icy park once ivy park once it was seventy dollars for the pants i wanted i said no thank you you said no ma'am <laughs> absolutely not all i know is i would i all i know is beyonce saw sylvie's love and said i'm gonna send that nigga a box about mm-hmm. things is this. we know what she has been doing and binging during this quarantine based on who is getting boxes mama watched bridgerton period wait did reggae get a box right <laughs> the shoes he was like thank you queen b and i was like ah, <laughs> ah! <laughs> okay? she saw bridgerton and she was like bet bet <laughs> call his info up who's his people send him the box (laughs) okay my my favorite part was i think she sat with like reese at an award show once Mm -hmm. and she sent reese several boxes and then i feel like because of reese she watched little fires everywhere and i was like all right carrie can get a box too carrie i see what you're doing i see the vision yes (laughs) she didn't watch scandal clearly but (laughs) So you know what i see it i'm here for it there what? you go she said oh you there you go your box i'm just mad that mama really carries such a troll say what her little bubble cult talk about we say thanks i'm like bitch how dare you but you know what i really want i want rihanna to send him one of them little miguel boxes you said this on i feel like twitter and i was like i'm not mad at it but you also know you would never see the photos you know you would never see the photos but i want to see that i'm Give them to because you know he put on a little fashion show. She made him, she made him put on his little outfits and stood around the house, of course. Because she said, You're not going on the internet, but you're gonna walk around, for but me. you gonna walk for me, okay? Because think about it's it New think. York Fashion Week, somewhere is New York Fashion Week in this house, okay? You got know a model because when white men are sending your wife 528 flowers, you got to put in work, <laughs> you know what? You actually, you actually hear me out, hear me out. You are not wrong because if someone is sending me over 500 flowers for my birthday i'm not even their co-worker anymore we can be friends that's fine but over 500 flowers please know that the husband has to put in extra work please know because there's a man sending me over 500 flowers for my birthday ready to replace you bitch she made a a post with this man on monday with her daddy her daddy got this man's phone number okay he can call up your, her daddy and he's gonna be like sir I would like your blessing to take your daughter from that man and you know what daddy would maybe say yes and this is why I feel like Namdi probably does some like I mean got the magic he has to that or he has this like insane security about himself in their relationship because I'm not even gonna lie and it could just be me and my little Pisces Venus but that's not how this is rolling in my household, okay? <laughs> this won't be happening in my household, bro. You really like, I feel like he has to be a truly special man to have sat there not only for the what was it like five years that the show was on, niggas saying his baby is this white man's oh, baby for like seven years. No, but they were married and like okay, they got they were together before the show started. Yeah. So like the like seven years that this man actively. And overwhelmingly claimed your wife was touching up on her, talking about he loved her, you know, people Press. saying that's yes, his babies. For you to sit through that, and then still to this day, like four years later, show's been over, still have to worry about that nigga. That nigga still talking to your wife every day. Got her giggling, tee-heeing on the phone. And this is why I'm saying there has to be a level of security in that man that I just don't possess. And I feel like <laughs> I feel like it can't be indifference because if it's indifference, then it's over. That's a problem. It's like, you you can't really can't look at that and be like, no, nah, I don't care. Because no, because she cares. She loved that nigga. Clearly. She, because she, let's she, be clear, she could have put a stop to this at any, any time. In the however many years she has known this man, she, she entertains heavily. It. She said, I know what I'm doing. She probably called him up and was like, oh, thank you. It's like, sir, like, probably crying, facing herself. Okay. I love it. Ooh, he he definitely schlanging. <laughs> How did we get here? What, I was, I feel like I had more points, um, i said beyonce's internet we talked about how he got a box and that was sending boxes um honestly we're just talking about the various things that i've been tweeting throughout the week you've been very entertaining i i enjoy twitter you know i made my twitter private for a brief period of time and then i was like no i want my tweets to be for the people because in my head i like i'm a twitterer you're good i feel like there are people who are genuinely good at twitter you're genuinely good at twitter Bro, I've been doing this shit for 10 plus years. I've been doing <laughs> it longer than most people. Nah. And you can tell, like you could tell, like your tweets are succinct. They're funny, but like in a way that are that's not like I don't even know how to describe it, but it, like it's funny, but also succinct. I can't get succinct to save my life. Like I need 15 different things to say something. Wow. Um, I'm also like in this period right now where I don't know, so I don't know if you've noticed, I had my Twitter on private and then I took it off of mm-hmm. private. It's originally always public. And then I went through this period of like, oh my God, the grad school admissions council is gonna see the things that I tweet slash like. And then I was just like, but this is also a personal slash professional account because I don't differentiate between the two. I feel like I'm one human, you are gonna get all of this. So when I like something about black Twitter, or if I like some of this, this and white people, this is who you want me anyway. So then I was like, no, I'm putting it off of private. And then like anxiety happened and I put it right back on. <laughs> but now it's public and I'm just like, oh, well, you know, mm-hmm. what you going to do? Resend your offer. I sue you so quickly. Actually, I don't know if they can do that, but you know, let me be quiet. But you just dropped such a subtle bomb. You just made an announcement to our listeners. Oh, did you want to claim it? Or? Side note, side note, side note. I love that you just said this. <laughs> when I'm wearing a hoodie, it's even better because I just touched it. <laughs> <laughs> Um. it. I'm a Gen Z at heart. You are a Gen Z at heart. I feel like, as a side note really quickly, I always tell my mom, like, there's a young age and an old age. So, like, I'm 25, right? Mm-hmm. There's a young 25 and an old I'm 25. Older. I like to think I fall in the older 25, right? I feel like, hear me out. I feel, like I, I, a, I feel like I fall into a don't make the face. I feel like I fall into an old 25. I disagree middle ground 25. Okay, you, so you're 25. Okay, leave me alone. Just <laughs> I can qualify your 25 ness So listen, I feel like because we're Zillennials, we really fall on that cusp, right? Yeah. I feel like you're like the, like the young Zillennial, right? Okay. Does that make
1: sense?
0: Okay. So I'm, I'm, you feel like I'm more Gen Z than millennial. Yes. Part of me wants to push back. I feel like I'm a <laughs> millennial. I feel like I'm a millennial who knows what the Gen Zs are doing. Okay. Like I'm a, I'm, I'm like a, a millennial that's plugged in, if that makes sense. A millennial that's plugged in. I see that. I see that. I see that. Okay. Because the way they be roasting niggas. I feel like you are very much a millennial because you're wearing a fucking Slytherin shirt. You know what? And you gonna leave me be, okay? So, so yes. you thought know they would cook your ass up, bro? They would. They would. So you still like Harry Potter? Like you will? You based your whole personality around Harry Potter? Leave me alone, okay? At least I eat a tie pot. Let me be. Let me live. Bruh. Jesus. <laughs> Did you see? Someone was like, I guess one of them little boys made a TikTok talking about some. This is nineties fashion, and they were like, y'all really just watch music videos and think you know what nineties fashion yep. was. And the way they're like, "Bitch, why are you so bitter? Go live your life and let us have fun."
1: And I was like,
0: "What?" Nah. And then was like, "I'm saying, what? What is '90s fashion?" So I literally googled it. And So I, I googled 90 fashion, 1999. Of course, it was a bunch of white people look like Zena Z3. Look like what was that white girl's name? I don't remember. Zoom, zoom, zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Jessie, <her clears> throat> throat> <laughs> exactly. Jesse don't know about nothing about that. Yo, make your heart go boom boom boom. Not, not the her. point. Well, like the boy had a fucking band-aid on his face. What what do you do with that I don't know. I, I don't know. know. What is your favorite uh decom movie? Well, decon. that's difficult. Okay, so I'm gonna be honest. There are two of them that are coming straight to mind. Cheetah mm-hmm. Girls 2. Ooh. Be best one now this is gonna be the wild card you ready smart house i love that movie i love that movie period okay That is my movie that is the reason alexa will never step foot in this house <laughs> exactly exactly that, that bitch was terrifying if you really think about it smart house has the same basically the same plot as orphan <laughs> you really think about it a bitch comes into your house, sees your daddy, and says, "I want him, and Is I a- will do anything to have him." Nah, I felt like I don't know. It was enticing, like Smart House when they were like having a little machine that made you all the food or whatever. And then and she's just like, ah. she's like the mom. You like oh, ah okay? And then she goes crazy. And then it's just like, Mm-mm. bro, mm-hmm. they gave her their blood for yes. what? Why would I give you my DNA, sis? And that's where they but this also, also, that's a mistake you made. Like, we gotta think these things through. That was a mistake. No <laughs> you one a blood kick to a house. Like, no. No one questioned it. Also, that's not how technology works. <laughs> like, but yeah. <laughs> no. But uh, are what are your I'm what are not gonna, your... gonna lie. The ones that are, like first come to my mind are The 13th Year, because that movie was sickening, Chef's kiss, um, and Luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish slapped, <laughs> it slapped. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, honorable mention because it is Black History Month, um, and we have yet to name a single Black decom. Um, is what one, Twitter, now, hold on now, I don't say it. Cheetah Girls. Oh, I, apologize. I apologize, I apologize. That was, you know, a diversity movie. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Everybody was in it, you know. Um, I'm trying to think what were the black decomps. There was the one with the people who were allergic to tinfoil. You remember that one? Up, Up, and Away. That's what it was called. It was the black people who had superpowers, but for some reason they looked like birds. They had the mask with the bird's nose, and they right. couldn't touch aluminum foil. And I'm then a the white woman had to save them from tinfoil. This one is it not... Was so it's a very low-key. They don't play it often because it's Black people being allergic to tinfoil. Um, <laughs> what are the other Proul- Black decons? Prowl Family? The prof- I feel like the Prowl Family movie doesn't really count as a decon, though. Okay. It's a, it's a movie based on the show. On the show. Yeah. Oh, look- great. That was a great one, though. though. I was terrified of George Washington Carver after that movie. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I said, what? I thought this was a children's movie. Absolutely. Okay, so they said the 12 best black decom. Okay. Just give me the list, sis. I don't need the... The, oh, the, okay. the long <laughs> You remember story. Hounded? What? What Taj Marie? I'm not a raised 17. dog and a famous actor turned lawyer. I definitely don't remember that. No. I remember 17 again and the poof point. The poof point is on this list. It's number nine. Which the poof point when they was going back in time and they had to put the soap in the, in the pool? Or was that... Why that is was it 17 again? Why are those two the same movie? <laughs> Twitches. Twitches and Twitches 2. Twitches I mean, 1 slapped harder than Twitches 2. I barely remember Twitches 2. No one does. Jet Jax in the movie. Oh, remember Jet... I loved... What was his name? Lee Something with the Eyes. He was on and Isles and I loved him. I was really fucking sad when he passed. Oh, they put the Cheetah Girls on here. Of course. You ready? And this was a (laughs) back in the day. You ready? Let's (laughs) talk about friendship. The way I love that movie. Yo, it was everyone, like, period. Black History Month was, like, it didn't <laughs> start until they played the color of friendship. Okay? You was learning about apartheid? That movie had straight up cussing in it. He called, she was like, you called her a heifer? And then, no, whereas, they, they used the N-word, like, the N-word and f for cons in that movie. Yeah. Was like, what? It was amazing. Bro, they, they had roots. That movie was so good. The movie just. Oh, in. What? Jump in. Did you hear uh, Kiki and Dayo Kaluya gonna be in a movie? And I'm very happy about this. And this is the reason why. We're not gonna sit here and act like Kiki can't act. Right? Hustlery. This is going to, I think, give her the space she needs to do her thing. Mm-hmm. I saw a tweet that was like, Kiki's a really good actress who's just been given really bad material. Terrible. And as one of the few people who saw Pimp. I have to agree because that movie was heinous (laughs) and it was written by a white woman which made it so much worse I was gonna say that that checks out But my thing is is Dale Kaluuya Jordan Peele's Zendaya to his Sam Levinson like absolutely is that what we're doing absolutely absolutely is is, is Lakeith his Hunter Schaefer (laughs) Because you realize how many movies they've been in together? They've been there once. Two? I feel like it's been more. Really? Okay, maybe it's just two, but like, it's two. Maybe it's just two, but it's two iconic roles. It's two a lot, okay? I forgot yeah. he was going to get out with them. I feel like they, and I think Hollywood is doing this overall, they're picking like their favorite five and just keep putting them in the same movies together which is annoying because we as Black people did that in like the late 90s, early 2000s. And I feel like that was fine then because they was making the same movie six different ways. Now it's like they're different movies. Yeah. I don't know. You're not wrong. You're not wrong on that. I've noticed that though. Mm -hmm. They've been pairing up. And I think it's really just a money thing because they Mm -hmm. know that certain people test well together. I and totally. will make the coin and that sucks because I feel like you can also find that in other people who have the proper chemistry like Malcolm and Marie and I don't know if we talked about it I don't think we talked about it in our last episode I'm not we sure did. to be honest with you we don't but think we
1: did, we
0: seen I felt like the one the there, there was a couple things going for the movie but honestly it was the chemistry for me between Zendaya and John David Washington the movie had a lot of faults. It gave a very beautiful gowns moment. But, you know. I, I don't know, bro. Like, I feel like everyone was like, oh, the day of acting is Oscar worthy. When they said <laughs> that, <laughs> I was ready. You know, I was prepared to watch. I was ready. I was just like, why y'all lying? This is Golden Globe worthy. And take that as you will. And I was going to say, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Nomination. Like, that's. I'm, no, I'm sure. Maybe you win the NAACP award, but like, I, I've you been know. tired of you since we started this today. You know how I feel, okay? That's why I said, like, you get nominated by the white folks and you win for the black folks. Because here's the thing I feel like there were moments in the movie where I was like, all right, she's giving me a six. And then there was most, I was like, all right, she's giving me an eight. Like, when she the little knife? I was like, all right, she's doing a little acting. That scene, I think, was the scene for me. I was like, okay, I, I may have seen what you said, but baby, we're more than three-fourths of the way through the movie. Like, <laughs> then, like What it showed me is you have the ability to act, but right. you are not currently acting. You're right. not to act right now. Um, yeah, and then I, f- I feel like for me, the chemistry... Was it there because they suck? Like it wasn't like it was a it was a couple I want to see interact. You know, they were just it was just Denzel yelling at Zendaya First of all, we're gonna talk about him stealing his daddy's voice. Bro. That don't make no sense to me. When he was yelling up and down the room, I said, please Denzel, go home. I said Denzel was on a set? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? No. Um Oh, i think they have i think they they had good chemistry. better chemistry i think than i expected mm-hmm. and that is probably why i'm thinking they had good chemistry right mm-hmm. because i already told you the age thing through me and yes they kind of touched on it in the in the movie but they really didn't um so i was already expecting this pairing to be terrible so because they weren't terrible i was like i see it right oh. um I think all of their cast interviews, at least the two that I've watched, um, I'm like, oh, they're friends. This is cute. That's the energy it's, it's been giving me. Speaking of chemistry, though, we have to talk about what the internet has not stopped, to, well, didn't stop talking about for like two days because it was such a stretch. Uh, Donald Glover and Fieber Waller-Bridge. Okay. Thank thank you. thank you. Thank you. We'll talk about Oh, number no. one who asked for this <laughs> because <laughs> we didn't two did amazon just say i have both of these people who have deals with amazon so let me figure out to put them together <laughs> they would know they were in star wars together or whatever the space okay, thing yes and, and- <laughs> Well, I re- you know and i remember them being in there right and i remember them doing because this is it uh this is america had came out and he had like an interviewer had asked him while she was sitting next to him and it was just the two of them in the interview about mm-hmm. like and he gave this about the the song and how it is to basically the interviewer was trying to come out and be like well you have a white partner so like how are you making this song and he was just like i have a partner who who is white yes but also like She accepts me for who I am. And it was a very PC, very Mm -hmm. ambiguous type of answer. But she's just sitting there like this. (laughs) So so I'm just like, okay, but they did not give me chemistry at all. So I'm like, who, who in God's green earth thought that this was going to be a thing that we would want to see?
1: Okay, come
0: on, real quick. His wife isn't Asian like at all? She's white. I thought she was it. You know that man... She might might be... She has to be, because that man spent his entire 20s fetishizing the continent of Asia. But I do feel like like that's a kind of common thing for... Remember he had this whole thing where he was like, I'm a nerd and there are black nerd girls out there and he just like went pivot straight to Asian and Asian girls. So like this man yeah. in a stand-up said that a white like a i think he if she was like Armenian, he was like an Amer- armenian girl called him the n-word and he orgasmed like this yep. man has very weird sexual politics yes yes did he speak like mean, little awkward angsty little black ass this and is a man movie. who said that he likes to have sex too bad and bougie so why would you do that why would you do that said <laughs> that in during do you remember it was during the he had just won i think it was an emmy i'm not 100 sure oh God, I gotta remember I that, up, that um, when the song blew the up world. and all the white folks had learned i think it was for atlanta and he was talking yep. about migos yes oh and then God. and the press behind it he talked about how it's a great song to have sex too and i was like why would you why would you do that not the point not the point i feel not like him i feel like him and her have similar humor like i think they have the same humor but like from the perspective of an awkward Black man and an awkward white woman. Which and is- that's fantastic. Not Mr. and Mrs. Smith fantastic. No, of course. I think not they have intellectual chemistry, but they don't have sex. Even the promo wasn't sexy. No. I would love to see them, and this is the thing, maybe it's not they can't act together or they don't have the chemistry. They don't have the chemistry needed for mm-hmm. this role. Mm-hmm. I think seeing them in some sort of like, fleabag-esque Atlanta situation would be chef's freaking kiss. Yes, absolutely. But I'm not trying to see them Mm -hmm. like have this intense sexual energy with one another. I feel like that's also just, they can't give it to you. Like, they're not going to be able to. But what was I going to say? I feel like the thing about Mr. and Mrs. Smith is that the entire movie is just what if gunshots and explosions were foreplay? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because, that like, is all action movies are is bright lights and sound and they're like yeah. okay bright lights and sound plus sex that and is perfect i'm gonna be and i'm gonna be so real there was only one reason i watched that movie because i was never going to watch that movie and do you know what that reason is i bet i bet you don't even remember is Carrie in this movie? Yes, she is. she is in this movie. For some reason, I'm getting a flash of her from here, and when she was in Fantastic Four, I don't know why those two movies smurfed together in my mind. But they're just basically the same. At one point, she like climbs a mountain, and then she like ziplines across a building. That's it. And that was because I, in my time, I had my little notes every movie. It was gonna be every movie, so I watched that fucking movie, and I said, all right, y'all shooting up a mall, don't really care, but okay. Where is she? Y'all Hot. I was like, I'm watching you steal a woman's husband or boyfriend. I mean, yeah. Literally. Like, unless, unless this show ends with CB stealing childish gambino from his family, I don't really want to see it. That's the level of chemistry you need to bring to this, bro. You need to write wrongs with it. She can't even steal his solid. Like, I don't. I don't want it. I don't want it. Mm-mm. i you don't know. want it you know what i do want i mm-hmm. want season three and four of atlanta okay so they're filming you where know? have i heard that before they part of the reason why i got trust issues okay <laughs> she did have chemistry though with um with the priest in yes. season two of fleabag yes Shit. Sex. yeah that was quality who knows what if in a year from now, we have to eat our words. Because- I feel like we might have to, because there's this part of me deep down that thinks they could pull it off. I don't really want to see it, but I want to see it. I mean, okay. Okay. So remember how I said, when we were talking about Malcolm and Marie, uh, before we even seen anything, I was like, it's either going to be really good or really bad. Mm-hmm. I was proven that it could be in the middle. It's right. Like, it was very... And like, here's the thing. I thought Sylvie's love was going to be wet cardboard. And it ended up being a cardboard treehouse. It was out of the box. So, (laughs) no, you think about it. They just put a bunch of cardboard boxes together and made something beautiful. Yeah. So so, maybe it won't be terrible, but maybe it won't be great either. I think it will be, okay. Exactly. And, you know, sure, I guess. But he also apparently is getting a Disney Plus series why um which one is Malia mean. gonna write on what'd you say I said which one is Malia gonna write on um she's going on the the Mr. the Mr. Oh is she doing the Mr. Mr. Smith one yeah I thought he had like multiple Amazon shows he was gonna make I mean that's a, that's his deal but also can we finish this Fox shows out and honestly like I don't even know when the last time Atlanta came on the, on our good television screen. It's been too long. And I it can't even, before, Huh? I was going to say, it was before Insecure went on its break. And the yeah. fact that Insecure on its break came back and is going to come back again. Damn. Mm-mm. Are you? How do you uh, on this final season of Insecure? Excited, but time out. My yeah. baby's getting freed. Erin Taylor-Johnson is being freed. <laughs> Reportedly, they're filing for divorce. What? For what? my baby, Pedro. What? Why are they filing for divorce? I mean, because I don't understand pregnant. why they're filing for divorce, but. <laughs> Probably because this man is 30 with, with two kids and two step kids. Mama belongs in prison, and we're not talking about that, okay? We're not, okay, like- we're not talking about need, that I don't, I don't need evan peters on my tv we need to freak my baby so he we can didn't come. want him no offense and no disrespect it's a great thing for the multiverse i'm here for it whatever but like also no okay <laughs> uh, wait, you did you asked a question before i brought that up and it was a really good question what was the question girl i don't know what the question was <laughs> <laughs> what was, it? Uh, it was no we're talking about Malia. we're talking about fx oh insecure what do i what oh, do i yeah, think about like? season Okay this next one that's coming up um I don't know if I told you but based on my Carrie math Carrie is um directing the fifth episode mm-hmm. and it looks like it's taking like place in a hospital so I believe the first half of this season is gonna be like Issa stressing about whether or not she should stay with him while Condole is pregnant so she gonna mm-hmm. go complain to Nathan He's gonna have this, the baby mid-season she's gonna like that first episode where he's looking at the baby and not looking at her she's gonna get upset and fuck mm-hmm. nathan um and then she's probably gonna spend the rest of the season like stressed about it and then it'll probably end how do you how do i think it will end i think it will end do you think it'll end with her picking lawrence and co-parenting like a dumbass not um enough. i think it depends on what she wants her overall meaning and message to be Mm. if it's one of them life is full of circles and (laughs) we (laughs) find our way back type of messages then yeah but if it's a you grow and change like what you wanted at 29 is not the same thing you want at 30 something right Though I also feel like they're trying to make that point that like two people can start at one place and end up in a different place absolutely because I do kind of like the idea of like it literally starts with them breaking up because who they are doesn't work and then them getting back together yeah. com- being completely different people. Like Lawrence as a daddy is very different from Lawrence having a threesome with two random white women. Exactly. That was, who that episode. Yes. Um, I don't know. I am interested in it. At first, I'm not even gonna lie, before I had posed that question to you, I was a little mm-hmm. like, I don't know what I want to see type of thing. But what you just laid mm-hmm. out for me, I'm okay with what final season. I don't mm-hmm. like when shows go on too long anyway. Like, I That's did true. not want this to be a, a non-season show. Mama got things no. to do. HBO wants the other shows to come out. <laughs> That's it, okay? But Also because this is a show about nothing, like, you really can't be doing this. You like, unless you try to commit... Because, let's be real, the perfect... I feel like because we have shows that are now like ten plus seasons, people think that's how it should be. No, a good show should be no more than five six seasons. Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. Like even Scandal with that extra season was unnecessary, babes. My, like sure they had a plan and then was like, "Fuck it, let me just stretch it." It was like, no, baby, you should have stuck to the plan. I think also ABC wanted that coin. Like let's also you know, and I ABC think can leave. they don't care. They don't let go. I was gonna say I think cable networks. And now streaming services are more okay with letting the the head of the show make that decision of when their story needs to close because mm-hmm. like they know another show is right around the corner and usually they're signing these huge deals with these uh, creators to mm-hmm. produce more content for them so they know that their money's going to come either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather just see a show end on a high note. And I feel like Insecure mm-hmm. ending at season five is going to be chef's kiss because Insecure don't have a bad season insecure don't you make it a face no i'm trying to think okay so first season good what was the second season second season was was the whole figuring out daniel situation right yep Was that when she was living at daniel's house yes okay season two was living at daniel's house season three was what nathan yes and no lawrence Lawrence popped up oh, at the right. at, I think at the like very exactly. end was no, the whole thing was they got rid of Lawrence and everybody stressed about it yeah um Lawrence comes back honestly you're right I feel like it, I really want to sit down and just watch the entire arc yeah. And I like how I'm also very curious to see what happens with Molly because you know Molly be on fuck shit um I don't know what kind of ending I want Molly to have I don't know if I want mama to have a good ending like don't get me wrong, the nice part of me is like, oh, be happy, go lucky. But the other part of me, she stressed me out for them. For them the only upside to last season was that her therapist's house was exceptional. Her therapist Beautiful. had free in her house. Mm-hmm. That massive built-in. I said, bitch, give me your house. Mm-hmm. I would yeah, like I did. it. Didn't even tell her ass about none of her problems, but that house was paid for. Um, mm-hmm. But speaking of shows that don't need to be longer than they are, I believe that books... When made into television, should be limited series. Absolutely. So why, so why do I go on my Good Bird app to be a bird and read bird tweets and see some about Lovecraft Country, County season two, two, why, two? We need that. That's the okay. thing. I did. I, I did know that HBO had renewed it, but I was like, how do you renew show? the show? A book. How I genuinely thought it was, but you know what they're doing. They're giving us this Big Little Lies nonsense, girl. I was just about to and, say because if we look at Big Little Lies season two, that season two didn't make no damn sense. What was that Meryl about? Street couldn't save it. That's when you know it was bad. Okay, but no, I'm gonna be real. Nicole Kidman and Meryl Streep dragged that bitch on their back. <laughs> they did. They did. They truly did. Even And, Reese... then. and even then, we were still like, oh, already. it's like tried to pick up a corner and couldn't even. And Miss Zoe Craven sat on top of that bitch and did nothing. <laughs> <Just> like this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream, and in the dream, my mama beat my ass. <laughs> I was when I tell you, I was genuinely tired. Like I was exhausted. Bro, that whole storyline did not make no sense at all. None of it made sense. What's his name? Fucking uh, Leslie Nope's husband was giving me nothing what was he there for what 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 he was like creepy and not creepy (laughs) this oh no this season two was bad that's like when people are like oh little fires everywhere should have a season two i feel like that's the only show that could maybe pull off a good season two but it would never be as good as the first season no no no. none of it unless you got like how bridgerton got 85 books okay fine and each book focuses on a specific character in their journey that makes sense because then yes it could be multiple seasons but for the next season we're not about to focus on daphne and that man okay <laughs> someone was like someone's like the dude gonna have to cheat because you saw they cast that new girl oh yeah no listen 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 She's I don't cheating in real life but on this show Okay? Because that woman is fine, okay? Right. And he right is right fine. To get his, right they are, to get are fine to get his together. Shows. Mm-hmm. Because damn sure I don't care about Anthony. I don't. <laughs> what, what, why? <laughs> I why? Probably, do it. probably not. And I feel like, sort of back to our original point about shows, I feel like Netflix has been king of just like i'm gonna just make some and see if people watch it yeah if y'all like it cool if not no no worries <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> whereas i feel like cable's like well y'all like this show in 2005 so mm-hmm. we can't stop because as long as we make it you're gonna watch it exactly and it's exactly. like yeah girl because i've been watching it since i was 10 but it's not good anymore no but um That's a really good point yeah speaking of i i have something to admit okay the the mamas the aunties on twitter is the like 35 plus ladies on twitter that i follow we're talking about firefly lane and they made it seem like there might be something there so i was like you know what let me give katherine heigl and sarah chalk a chance i I binged scrubs last year okay let me give elliot a chance i really like her you know Mm -hmm. issy stevens is gonna do what she does Mm -hmm. but at least elliot reed gonna give me something and spent, you it i i'm not even done yet i still got one episode tomorrow i hate myself i hate this show i but the thing is i keep watching it like i spent my entire presidency day binging this bullshit waiting for something to happen it's like if lifetime made this is us in 2005 not oh, even wow. 2003 because that's when the show was set in 2003 it it's it's not, it's like I'm waiting for something to happen and it's just white women. It's like the only formative time in their life was being 14. It's like being 14 is the most dramatic thing that happened to them. Of course, they all got like mommy issues, but. Right. Um. So I, I saw that it was Catherine and I saw that it was Sarah and I was like, oh, I'm not watching this. But <laughs> like, there's definitely an audience out there and I don't know if it was this show. Let me see, I think the way that they described the show, I was just like, I don't think that this is a show that I personally would like like. And you just confirmed that. it for me. Like I this thought that was gonna be it. But later. you know, go off white people. Have y'all shows. Y'all y'all need shows too. I don't know. <laughs> I was waiting for like murder or deception or somebody dead and we find out and it's interesting. No like it's like things are happening but nothing's happening the most okay. dramatic thing is a white man is going to iraq like oh. and sh- and the white lady had an emotional affair with a black man like okay it's okay. so dry and but i realized something i realized that because of the pandemic and everything and the way we're currently consuming content mm-hmm. shows are doing numbers just because because you can't look me have- and say something. Nothing else to do. Period. You can't tell me that this this show is number three on Netflix because it's good. You can't tell me that Queen's Gambit was truly riveting television. Can I be honest? Okay, I don't understand. Maybe. I don't. I don't get it. She's just playing chess. I watched ten minutes when that little girl popped pills and started playing chess on the ceiling. I said, "No, thank you. No, thank you." A janitor taught her chess. That was it. That's all that happened my whole thing is this I think I think you're very much on something we've been in the house there's yes. truly nothing for folks to do and let's be clear we've been in this pandemic for almost a year now like we've yes. been in our quarantine for almost a year now people's like you know what Netflix was go-. and this is why also if you think about it why Peacock is coming out and doing their little thing although I'm like this tempted to get Peacock only because it's only five dollars because- it's five dollars but listen I'm already spending Netflix and trying to charge $17.99 plus tax. Babes. Like, there's literally like, first of all, streaming services overall, they said it's cheaper than cable. It's cheaper than cable. It is cable. It's cable now. I have 15 different packages. I don't know. My mom has something called Shudder. I don't, I don't know what I just heard know. about Shudder. Isn't that like scary movies? Yes. And I'm just like, <laughs> no, $4.99. Here's my thing. Here's something I realized, because someone was talking about how, like, Netflix is that girl. Because if you really think about it, Netflix will charge your ass 20 motherfucking dollars, and you don't blink. Because if if people have nothing else, they're going to have Netflix, because she is all reliable, bitch. Yes. HBO is $15 because they have the quality content. HBO. the other girls stars has to stars has to sell it to you they gotta be like you want it for a dollar (laughs) Stars trying to get that shit away for two dollars okay and it was after they were giving it away for like 25 dollars to six months they said please take our things you know who i think will be going up soon in price but honestly i'm okay with it Hmm. disney plus Oh, one hundred percent. Cause she knows she got them. She, I think, once she figured out her Marvel content situation, <laughs> sure. she knew, and she, and once they were able to get all of their content back,
1: mm-hmm. um,
0: from once yes. once Netflix has gotten its content from, ne- not Netflix. Once Disney Plus has gotten its content from Netflix and everywhere else, they said, "Mama, it's mm-hmm. over." Okay, period. Thank so you. when next, so when November comes around and we get that little increase, everyone mind their business. And just keep pushing you know who like because what is she like disney's what 7.99 at this point Mm -hmm. which i feel like it's reasonable for what she's giving you my thing is no now right now now, i feel like i feel like i feel like if you took the disney hype and just sort of, I'm not paying $7.99. Um, shout out to a real one. I use my friends. Um, <laughs> but now that she's, because you know, people, now that people have gotten into the WandaVision hype. Yeah. And I don't know what people expected with uh, Captain African America and the Russian white supremacists. But <laughs> uh, what is it, Ticker Tailor Soldier Spy? <laughs> Point is. I feel like that's not going to be good. I feel like that's going to be... You remember like how ABC had those crappy Marvel shows? I, <laughs> think, I think Falcon so. and Winter Soldier is actually going to be good. <laughs> I was, what's it going to be about? <laughs> so apparently the government doesn't want... So they know that Captain America... Captain White America um, mm-hmm. gave the shield to Sam and, mm-hmm. long story short, the government doesn't want Sam to be Captain America. I think they're gonna add race things. Someone was like, oh, so this is a documentary. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, this is about if you, so this is about if you gave a nigger like actual powers. Right. So no, I'm but- like, I'm Loki kind of sort of here for it. I was already like, when they announced the different shows, for me, mm-hmm. I was like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was definitely like top three. I think for me, it was like Loki, mm. then probably winter soldier and then wandavision because i'm not gonna lie at first wandavision was a hard sell for me at first i was so confused i was like what the fuck is this gonna be about but exactly but now having seen it because i was honestly i was president and accounted for from day one when they were like get into this sitcom whatever tease i said yes because basically it's like what if she like you spent your her entire life just watching sitcoms and i was like Mm -hmm. yes girl, this was my life um Here's what I'm gonna say. I feel like the thing I like about Wandavision is it has a very clear implication for the rest of the Marvel universe. You know, like we get yes. to the other things. Whereas I feel like you didn't have to watch Shield to know what the fuck was going on. And nobody, at least to my knowledge, watched Agent Carter. I know that they have information, but like, who was really watching? No one was watching Agent Carter and the rest of them. I think people were watching the Netflix Marvel shows. Yeah, like like- those didn't even do nothing. They didn't do anything for real, but, like, I think they were watching them. Yes. I will say, I feel like with WandaVision, I'm going to have to push back on this. Mm -hmm. I think if you did not at least have some understanding of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this -hmm. show was going to be a little bit weird for you. No, 100%. That's what I'm saying, is I feel like WandaVision, WandaVision, like, has very clear, like, you got to be present and account for You have to know the things for any of this to make sense or for any of it to matter. Which I feel like you're going to watch, you can watch uh Sam and Bucky. Um and, and you'll get enough of a, a precursor to understand what's yeah. going on. I feel like it's just gonna be like, okay, is Sam and Bucky going on adventures. Which right. is fine, which is cool you, but I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'm less excited about that because it's like there's just another thing to watch versus like, oh, this is me getting through the Marvel universe, you know? Right. We'll see. I, yeah. We'll see. But also here's here's something I realized and I want to know your opinion. I believe that captain i realized this because in my mind i was like in my mind i think i assumed captain america had actual superpowers and then i realized that all he was was tall this man's only superpower was becoming over six feet that's a good 60 of it <laughs> that's a good 60 of it because like you could go to the gym he's not my mind was like oh he must be immortal because he's still young no he was just frozen he's not impenetrable to bullets no he, metal no i think in i forgot which comic series they definitely killed that man off <laughs> like it like it was nothing this man really just aged he went back in time and then just said fuck it i'm gonna live a normal life like i feel like you know the serum gave him some strength and you know made him finer that's true and I love it for it. but then I was like if I'm gonna say that about Captain F, uh, Captain America KKK uh, um then then I feel like I have to say the same for Black Panther because if we really think about it Black Panther is just the black Captain America process it's just who what took if- a, who took a drug or some substance that's to make right. him a little stronger exactly what if the super serum was really just african herbalism and so that i feel like i don't want to i don't want to do that to, to Chalo, but that's really all it was he didn't even get taller and it was like he got kent like reflexes which i mean worked out for him in the end but also like now that you're saying this his the one thing that i think he definitely has going for him is technically Sh- shuri and shuri's brain right like shuri is literally just fucking a better tony stark like <laughs> yeah we'll because bro but like the thing that always just means every time captain america be out here it's just black excellence the only reason this man has made it this far is because of vibranium vibranium yes being a king helps <laughs> um, um what well, I he gonna... can control said vibranium <laughs> true true true. but like the white people got the vibranium okay how would start that shit for years years uh ulysses claw stole it
1: true. i mean
0: True, true. Uh, Yikes. All right. I was going to say something, but yes. I'm trying to figure out, is there any other touch home points? Because we don't want this to be too long. That's true. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Uh, I watched Guardians of the Galaxy because, you know, I'm doing my rewatch chronological. This is the last thing I'm going to say. I don't understand why I was expected to watch a movie carried by the worst Chris and a Rosario Dawson's tether okay blackface Nina Simone we need to go on somewhere okay this movie the best thing about this movie was the supportive characters oh no yes absolutely you stay for you you stay for Mantis you stay for Drax you stay for Groot you stay for Rocket like bro why is Vin Diesel the best part of this show he only says three words he says three words and they don't even sound like him no i am group
1: i am group we can i be honest based
0: on the inflection points in the i am group i know exactly what he's saying he's me what he needs and you best believe the first time i watched that shit when he said we are group i shed tears oh i cried (laughs) right oh i was bawling at we are group i said what yes we are we are group we okay no socials are group okay (laughs) No, Somos Groot. <laughs> I cried, but the know, thing it, I was just like the female characters were so underdeveloped and so inconsistent. Just like Zoe Saldana, most character. of the women characters in Marvel are okay. Um, what was I gonna say? so? I realized that like the female characters are so underdeveloped. Like, if we're talking about it, Miss Scarlett Johansson's character, really, they were like, okay, you're just here to flirt with any and everybody every male character any, any male character just you just gotta be sexy about it and then you gotta <laughs> use your thighs to defeat a man not your thighs. thighs. the amount of times this woman puts her thighs around men's necks and then pulls them to the ground like yes that is like the strongest part of your body or whatever but still I'm, I'm tired also every wig she got on in this franchise never looked good it never does i watched um age of ultron this past weekend Mm. I was like, mama, not sore having a better lace front than you. Babes, <laughs> hey, lace wear. These beauty supply store wigs. <laughs> the, one was the one in uh, Iron Man 2 was criminal. But jail. So, and then Captain America, Captain America, I was like, babes, y'all really just picked up a red wig from the beauty supply store and said, girl, put it off. Never the same red wig. Never the same color. Never. Never. My one right. from Auburn. <laughs> to a cherry red like <laughs> My no no someone said her depression operate in <laughs> Infinity one. mama couldn't find no bleach none <laughs> i know i know y'all going through some things in fm i understand mama look good too right like carol went and got a haircut and you couldn't yeah, I, I, I got some saving the world to do let's cut it off okay you just said the blonde is coming baby oh my god oh gosh but um back to my point so watching guardians of the galaxy and just seeing how inconsistent both gamora and even nebula and i think nebula was a better character because was sort of like she only had one focus which was to basically be mad at her sister mm-hmm. but they were so inconsistent like at one point is giving you gruff badass traumatized basically giving you black widow and yep. then the next moment she's giving you have you heard about uh was it born born next born yesterday I think it was called or so it's that it's the trope and premise that like there's these women who are like either fish out of water or for some reason are so naive but they're grown women and what makes them sexy is basically that they like have this childlike Childlike situation yeah and like of course they think the the man they've met is the most amazing man because they've never met a man before right and so there are moments with this whole her and the Ku Klux Chris, um, where where like he'll say we things can't to her. What we can't skirt past that. Yes, we can. But there are moments where she's talking to him, and it's like she ain't never talked to a man before. Like he's teaching her about love, and at one point he teaches her about like footloose, and then she's like, yep would Kevin Bacon be proud of us? Like, bitch, it's not funny. You look stupid. Yeah. You don't care about Kevin Bacon. Yo. I'm just like, why? Especially because it's like, you did not think to write her as a real person. You just gave her some traits and then mostly I'll try. You can see that most of the women in the Marvel Cinematic Universe are poorly written and are given terrible, like terrible arcs, story arcs. Like Black Widow's death Wait, you yes, you've seen these films. Girl, so yes. Black Widow's death made zero sense so to me. Fucking it, it felt like they ran out of people for her to almost fuck, so they're like, Goodbye, girl. It was like, you know what? It's fine, sis. Go off. I'm still really weak at that TikTok of Resco watching the <laughs> First of all, the Resco is like, what are y'all doing? Not that deep. It was that was me? I was like, why is this happening? Just kill that bitch. Nobody. Ca-. I'm one of the few people who does not like Black Widow. I find her to be a pointless character. She's pretty much I, I find Hawkeye to also be a pointless character. And they both like, could have died and I would have been solid. They could have <laughs> over together. They really said, but he has a family. It's like, okay, but his family dipped in the snap. So do I even care? Also, he murdered several people out of anger.
1: Wait, when did he do
0: remember when his family got in the snap they start off uh, he goes to like Korea. he kills like gangs and stuff oh yes he becomes a mercenary. and he literally says when he's about to murder the dude he's like why are you doing this why are you doing this and he was like because you survived and others didn't <laughs> girl like what that is not okay I'm trying to think I, like, I personally would have mm-hmm. been okay with his demise and his death and hmm yeah, um, who are the good? Because I feel like the thing I like about WandaVision, and this is important because it is a female showrunner, mm-hmm. is that Wanda is a really well-written character, mm-hmm. and Monica Rambeau is that motherfucking bitch. And
1: mm-hmm. like Darcy, I feel
0: like Darcy was also a good character. <laughs> Darcy was pretty good, yeah. Even though the first two source are ass, ass. No reason Natalie Portman should matter that much. Um, you said it, not me. <laughs> Okay, but nobody wanted that. Nobody cares, okay? I don't care that the ether her got Her name is Natalie Hirschlag, okay? Hirschlag? That's her last name. Her last name is Portman. <laughs> Hirschlag, damn. I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm actually No, dead. I know. That's why I think it's like, honestly, her and, uh, her and Olivia Wilde are basically the same person. Absolutely. Olivia Wilde is somewhat superior, even though she has this weird Harry Styles fetish happening. It's so odd to me just really quickly can we touch on that very quickly makes me so uncomfortable i just the one thing i have to say is i want us as well i want people to stop congratulating people for doing the bare minimum do not give doing a job Do not get me wrong i love me some Harry styles i think i've made that known before i love that man i do sure i'm not giving him a clap because he decided to act in the film that he's being paid to act in because he let a woman act it's like excuse me are you done like I understand that that's your man and like you want to hype him up. He don't need hyping. He's a good from what we understand, he's a good man. Yeah, he it, wears it, skirts and paints his nails. We get it. He's a feminist. We get it. You don't have to talk about. I just want to congratulate him. For what? Because he, he dropped dick off every night. Don't mean we need to know about it. Like, <laughs> niggas, like niggas, like he wrecked the home. She, like, she's been engaged to Jason Sudeikis for like six years. Forever. We're gonna marry that man no no these random snl white men be be engaged having babies with the randomest people like colin jost being scarlett johansson's husband don't make sense to me it just don't sit 100 percent well right i'm like where did that come from especially because then michael Che just be clowning your ass about your wife but but scarlett does that herself so she deserves she absolutely deserves just really quickly, I want to. The one thing I will say that really bothers me that mm. Marvel does and that they did in this last episode is they just be like hand waving a bunch of bullshit. Like Darcy's an astrophysicist who's out here hacking computers. What I know that's not what an astrophysicist does. That's <laughs> what she said. I know it's not in her job I description. I know lo- hacking into people's emails is not in your job description. This last episode, off of the assumption that well, she's smart, so she'd know how to do this. Bro, that's so stupid. I used to watch videos where people were like, this is dumb. Like, they really pretend like being smart is just you read a book and the next day you can do something. Nope. By i about just actioning, like, okay? <laughs> I just feel like last week the whole storm piece was very, what is it called? Storm? Sword. The whole sword piece was very rushed. Yeah. But with that, I'm excited to see Kat Dennings on Wanda's Modern Family. Now, I have a question for you mm-hmm. before we end the Marvel. Yes. Folks, we are recording this on Thursday, Yes, the day before it comes out. All who right. do you think is the, because they said episode seven is the, the big, you know, situation. Oh, we- so who do you think? We get the big bad? We don't get the big bad, but we get the, they said it's like a Star Wars level cameo in this. Star Wars level? Like this real big person is coming in. Somebody's with- coming? I did not know this. My thought process Mm -hmm. and most of the internet's thought process is Reed Richards. Oh yes, no yes. Niggas will not shut up about John Krasinski. And I Do I I think it's okay, now, now, now do I think it's him? I think it's it's Doc Mr. Fantastic yes but i think it's him prior to becoming mr fantastic 100 yes it's him before that yes yes they mentioned fucking doctor strange when he was still a fucking doctor yes one of those so but do i think it's actually john that's the question i don't know plot twist it's a woman i would cackle no because she said him oh she did damn um i don't know i don't part of me doesn't want it to be john krasinski just because people won't shut the fuck up about it being about it um who could it be (laughs) i I would love lakeith to be actually in a marvel film i'm not sure Mm -mm. where i want him but i definitely would love that because that'd be up his alley. i could see it but I feel like he would be like, you remember what uh Chiwedo was uh sort of just like the black friend in Doctor Strange and then he did him and the Asian man? Well, he's gonna be in Doctor Strange too. Oh, is he? But you know how like the Asian he's dude evil now. Hmm? He's gonna be evil now. Which one oh, he I'm here for? Girl, I don't even remember what he did in Doctor Strange. Okay. All I remember was all the people of color appeared and then disappeared. Like well, what's his face in Infinity War said, Oh, y'all beefing, I'm out. He said, I'm going home. Who? Remember, what was his name? I don't remember his name, but the one monk dude, remember when they was fighting in the streets, and and then I think he dipped. I feel like he dipped. Like in, the streets of New York in the beginning of Infinity War. Like the very beginning when one of, us. Uh, Wong? Yes. A Wong said bye. Exactly, you don't remember? He dipped. Um, he said, let me pull up my circle and go. <laughs> but not the point not the point i do think it's probably i don't know i don't know honestly i don't know i am intrigued to see them do fantastic four yet again i think it's probably this time Mm -hmm. the second one was eh. oh girl i didn't even watch that one wasn't kate mara fucking Michael michael b jordan's sister kate mara was michael b jordan's sister remember Sue Storm and Johnny Storm oh, yes, oh, and they played, played they wanted to believe that Jessica Alba and Chris Evans were siblings and I was just like where <laughs> I was like I don't believe it but I do I don't even care I'm not gonna think that hard he looked good hot when they remake this do you kn- I have this could be controversial I have a, a, a fan casting for Johnny Storm specifically and it is Zac Efron why the fuck why Yes, but if Johnny's it was like 40, not no, let me not be rude. But like, okay, he like that, yes, that yes, but, like but the whole point, the whole point is he's young and dumb and sexy. Like what? Zach Efron went made a whole special about finding himself and dealing with oh, his I body. Watched, I, first, I watched the first three episodes. It was actually really good. He's like trying to It was like beautiful. It. it looked like a beautiful journey of a 30-something year old man. It's like what happens when you find yourself. What fuck Johnny Storm look like finding himself? The fuck? What is he? He gonna go to Goop? He gonna go? He gonna go up to go Pepper Pots and be like, "Ma'am, can I buy your vagina candle?" <laughs> they were sold out, but I'm hoping I can get the connection. <laughs> not. If you buy this woman's vagina, I would be so mad at you. <laughs> Yo. Oh, do I? I did want to try Erica's uh pussy incense. People talked about that. Hard to smell good. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. People said it smelled really good. Okay, not the point. The point is, I I actually have no fan theories. I don't know how, like, I don't know how I feel about this next episode. I know it's going to be an hour. That's all I know. Is it? Because I heard it was going to be 38 minutes. Bitch, no. I saw something that said the last three episodes was going to be an hour. They said they get longer as we go, okay? So I expect to get at least 52 I want it to be long. Like, I absolutely want it to be long because every time, I don't know why, but every time the please wait comes up and I'm like, hold on now. The, no, the episode will go that fast. Like, the part that gets me is like in the middle, I get comfortable. I'm like, oh, this feels longer. And then I look, it's like, bitch, just 10 minutes left. This is a 38 minute episode. Also, I found out that Elizabeth Olsen is only 32. Okay. <laughs> I, for some reason, thought she was older. I'm not sure why. Why? I don't know. She just gave me, like, older white woman energy. Like, at least 36. Like. Nah. I'm trying to think how old she was when she started all of this. What was she, like, late 20s? Like, 26, 27? Yeah, she had have been like. She gives me. I think the problem is when you put her next to her siblings, you're like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. Because for her to be the younger sister and her sisters look like decrepit witches is terrifying. Okay, Mary Kay and Ashley went from very cute, they had the DVDs, they had the straight to, to VHS movies. Right to they had VHS, the yup, yeah, movies, yup. Yeah. They had, you got it, dude. And then all of a sudden, Elizabeth's just here. Though I also saw, um, she was in this movie with Audrey Plaza. Audrey Plaza, that was really good. It was called uh, Ingrid Goes West. I mean, girl, I completely forgot that she was the one in that movie. But it was a good movie.
1: I forgot she was in that movie.
0: Um yeah I don't know when the I'm trying to find the runtime I'm it's telling pretty, you it's gonna be it's, it's gonna so be 52 long. it's fi- you know what's wild is I sit through them post credits every time because one of these days one of these days is gonna pop up I do the same one of these days true Marvel people know you don't leave until the screen is black you, babe, you, they're gonna say they're gonna say Wanda Maximoff will be back again and I'm like back cool like that's not you know exactly when she coming back when Mama is killing these roles. I will say people have run this line into the ground with the um, the rent was due. But I will say this because they have been running this into the to the ground. That's but I will role, say this: the white people picked it up and threw it away. Wandavision, mm-hmm. Disney said we're about to be evicted. Okay, <laughs> like electricity is shut off. Okay, they, really, they did what they needed to do with the series. They said we got to pay the mortgage, and then they said mm, this water bill. Let me go pull up <laughs> Cinderella. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> okay <laughs> for us brandy go put on that blue dress they okay said, gonna... the lights need to stay on in this bitch they said oh we have to listen to the niggers let's do it like Mm-mm. all right are we done with marvel yes that's our marvel chapter of the day yes. which also was sort of like our what we were watching yeah quickly this we could collapse our last two what we're watching and how we're doing no not what we're reading and how we're doing yeah and then yes so what are we reading miss blackson first of all you and i are reading the same thing you and i are reading calling in the one now this i have a friend who actually had read another book of hers Mm -hmm. and was saying that like the overall lessons are chef's kiss yeah right And you and I have had a conversation about it. So let's backtrack a little bit. We're reading um, this book called Calling in the One. And it's basically like a seven week journey to finding your soulmate. Now the whole purpose of the book is not for you to actually be out here trying to find your soulmate, but find yourself and that Mm -hmm. you are becoming the person you need to be to basically attract this partner. Mm -hmm. I love the the concept behind that, right? Mm -hmm. The book. (laughs) Mama be, Mama be saying things. It's just anything. <laughs> or she be telling other people business <laughs> that we that don't have nothing that we don't need to know. She be like, so at the calling in the one workshop, this one lady came and be like, I have no problems, and by the end was on the floor crying because she's broken and damaged because she has every problem. <laughs> okay, because she is the problem. Like, <laughs> no, what I feel like. I feel like it's like the lessons are really good. Though half of these guiding questions I don't even pay attention to. I just, once I figure out what the theme is and what she's really trying to ask me, I start journaling and I'm like, damn. Like, okay, so I don't know where you are, but the last one I just did was, uh, what was it? Like revisiting patterns and really thinking about the patterns you have in, we have in our lives. And I think for a really long time, I've sort of just like got it in my head that my pattern was this one thing where I was like, all right, like, I see people who are emotionally unavailable because it feels safe to have people who don't care. Right. But then I was just like, let me see if I could dig a little deeper. And I realized that there's this part of me that feels this need to make myself available to people. Mm -hmm. And because that at any moment they might have a time for me or pick me or choose me. And then them showing up affirms that it was worth me waiting and making myself available. And then I really thought about, like, my family dynamic and how, like, I spent a lot of my childhood alone, not by a choice, but because people had other things to do. And so it was me having to sort of fill my time and, like, enjoying being by myself, but sort of, like, needing to make the best of that time, because then when someone had time for me or could choose me, it felt worth it, you know? and it's like what does it mean to wait for someone to affirm me and like make myself available for that versus like worrying about myself and and picking someone who's willing to also make time for me absolutely yes it was it was a whole moment I was just like wow that's exceptionally beautiful I think so I'm not where you are like I said I lagged off a couple days (laughs) she be she be talking about her ass sometimes and so. i would be like all right sometimes i'll be ready just to get to the the practice part <laughs> i read ah. the, the paragraph sometimes i'm like all right let's just jump let's jump to the next one but mom, she cured her depression like it was so damn stupid i feel like i think it's interesting that you went back to your childhood one of the conversations that i've been having with my mom and my family and just like people in general is how birth order plays a role mm. in how you kind of move about through life So, you know, I have two younger sisters Mm -hmm. um, and I'm my mom's oldest child. And obviously my mom like raised me as a single parent. So I just Mm -hmm. consider myself to be the oldest. um, But I realized being the oldest Mm -hmm. has had a profound effect on my life and how I operate. I really operate as I have to do things first and get it over and done with. And like this, this super amount of independence Mm. Um, And I'm like a caretaker, right? Mm. I look out for other people. So much to the point that I like repress the things that I need. But then like once I get to a level, it's over and done with and I kind of explode and Mm. (laughs) one of the two, right? Mm. You're going to curse somebody out or I'm going to cry. It's no in between. Um, And I was thinking about that. And like I was thinking about my middle sister and like her, like her, having middle child syndrome right Hmm. that may be like impacting her and I think about my youngest sister who is very independent because she always tried to keep up with us so also for context I'm eight years older than my middle sister and nine years older than my youngest sister she always tried to keep up with us and like do the same things that we want to do but she gets to have this freedom that I don't think Mm -hmm. I was allowed Mm-hmm. and being the oldest, right? Because, like, I had to set the example and, like, live life in this, that, and third, and she could kind of be carefree with it. And really, like, you can see a lot of her personality has shown up because of it, because she's allowed that freedom. Mm. Um, And I don't know, it's just been making me think of how that has impacted other areas of my life, specifically in terms of dating and, like, partnership. Because, like, this is something... I think you and I have talked about maybe not on this podcast, but like I have never been in an actual relationship. So I call all of my situationships situationships. And I feel like why? Like where is this this and, and I realized one of the patterns that I have is like I kind of overserve in those relationships mm-hmm. or situationships or whatever. I feel like in the last situationship that I had that lasted way too long. And I realized that now it lasted way too long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think that was the first time where I was not putting things on a platter type of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think some of that does have to do with birthing order and just being that person. who's got to do everything first and be independent and like serve, serve, serve. And here are my, here's everyone else's needs and push your needs down type of thing. And I think you now I'm learning to be selfish. No, I, love, I love that. I think that's very interesting. And I feel like that's very real because I think in sort of normal family dynamics, there's that expectation that like the oldest sibling has to live their life as an example for someone else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, it's just, I think it's funny because I was like, I was thinking about like sort of my role in my family dynamic. And the thing is, is if you meet me, I've been I've been told and I believe I radiate single child energy you like, do you do <laughs> I, when you mean you like oh you you live by yourself and the thing is is like I really sat and was journaling and thinking about it and like I was the youngest person in my family mm-hmm. and I feel like there's this almost expectation and like assumption that it's as the youngest child you get you get taken care of you know mm-hmm. and then I realized that I have spent most of my life taking care of the rest of my family Mm -hmm. and particularly then having an older sibling that I could not count on Mm
1: -hmm. was
0: incredibly frustrating like I watched to all the boys I've ever loved and I'm gonna be real I don't give a fuck about Noah Sentimilio. okay I don't really care if these little babies make it past college when them sisters start doing things Mm -hmm. I immediately start crying because it's like I I don't know what it means to have a normal sister relationship and it was part of me that was like this doesn't feel fair like I'm supposed to be the baby I'm supposed to be made the priority but here I am making everybody else the priority and like having sort of that hyper independence because it felt like no one else is going to make me a priority so when I get the chance I have to be the one and I can't count on other people and I think to your point very similarly I've never been in a real relationship I've only been in situationships and I think before I was there was a period of time where I was like oh you too picky but I realized it's like I have spent so much time waiting for people to give me what I like, what I deserve and not, not receiving that. And so it was like, all right, I'm not going to give all of myself unless I feel like that person is worth it. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is the people who feel most like they're worth it are the people who sort of affirm those patterns that I've known my entire life. Mm-hmm. and that point you were saying about overserving, it's like well this is as good as it gets so I might as well just double down here and set up camp even if you know it's not it's not the best it's like good enough is good enough yeah. and so I, I have to overcompensate to make good enough feel great and I don't and I feel like I've reached that point where it's like all right like I'm okay being alone maybe I'm too okay being alone um but like I'm okay being alone because I'm starting to identify what it is that I'm actually waiting for, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. I
0: think, especially for people who are like socialized as women, that whole thing, it's like that idea that you are waiting for the one. Yeah. But the one they present to you is typically not that great. They're like, just the one that's good enough that we tell you is good enough. He's pretty. He's tall. He doesn't treat you like shit. <laughs> and so that's, it's. That's real it's like what does it really mean to be waiting for the one and like also why you know part of me hates that I'm doing this but also completely understands what why I'm doing it I think there are two things I want to touch on that you said I think I'm gonna touch on the last thing first Mm -hmm. I think yes because when I was doing this when I when I first like found this book I think I found it through TikTok I'm not even gonna lie (laughs) but I found the book I was just like I don't want to do this. Like, why? Like, it's centering a man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, even mm-hmm. the way in which it's kind of marketed, it's just like, be your best self so you can attract the one. And I'm all about vibes. Let's not get that twisted. Mm-hmm. But also just the way it's marketed. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh-huh. um. but then I was like, I had to rethink about how I had to relook at it in a different way. And I was just like, no, this is still about me. Like, I'm still on my journey and mm-hmm. trying to become a better version or more authentic version because who I am is great now. But like, a more authentic version of who I want to be and who, how I want to show up in the world, and I and I am I do believe that you low key attract not only what you are ready for but where you are currently. Mm-hmm. Where I am currently is not where I want, want to be. Into like I know I can offer more and be more. Yes. So why not? You know what I mean? That's real as fuck. So once I once I figured out that I was like oh but yeah let me do that and then I forgot what the second thing I was gonna say see I should have started with the first thing first yeah I'll come back to you but I feel that I feel like the one is is you because I feel like the reason why I want a relationship is to sort of to sort of actualize this next level of growth for myself I don't know if I've said it on the podcast, but I've said this several times but like that I spent all of college viewing suffering as this place where growth happens you know mm-hmm. where it's like if I just Find the deepest, darkest parts of myself, then I will like unlock the knowledge and heal my parts. And like, it was basically if I just do as much shadow work as possible, I will come out the other side healed. And I realized that, like, while yes, I gained so much, it wasn't the answer. It was like I'm just like self flagellating and just like just bearing myself raw and putting myself at a detriment for the sake of like self actualization. And so I was like, what would it mean to grow out of love, not Mm -hmm. just like grow out of love for myself, but really figure out what it meant to love another person. And so it's like, what I like about this book is I'm not necessarily thinking about the one, though I've started doing a thing and I'll, I'll tell you about my thing in a little bit, but it's really having me revisit, like, what is my relationship with my parents, like and my family, like, and like how maybe the relationship with my family might look different, but how have I transferred those patterns onto other relationships? Absolutely. Because literally like when I identified that pattern that I had with my family, I was like, all right, I've stopped doing that because I got tired of doing it. And now I have a whole other weird boundary situation, but I'm seeing it play out in my friendships. And like, what does it mean for me to like value my friendships and my chosen family so much, Mm -hmm. but to still allow it to perpetuate the things that aren't working? you said a word so something about when you said boundaries so you know I'm in therapy and I feel like I've talked about it enough on the podcast but like one of the things that we've identified is I am not great at boundaries I used to when I first went to therapy one of the things I would tell her and she like laughed but in a way that was like we are gonna see Uh, I was like I really value transparency and like da 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 and I still value that Mm -hmm. that very much but I realized it wasn't transparency that I, that I thought I was, you know, showing, it was a lack of boundaries. Mm. I I could bare my soul to someone and it, it, I would be accepted, right? Mm. And, you know, further than the line, I learned that I do have this issue with loss and this issue with abandonment, and I hate mm. calling it that, but it is what it is, um, and, yeah, like, I feel like it's a boundaries thing. Like, right now, at the good old age of 26, or oh, 25, almost 26, I'm learning how to establish boundaries with my mom. Like, mm-hmm. my mom is the most, my relationship with my mom is the most intimate relationship I think I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized that I don't set up boundaries in the proper way. So, like, establishing boundaries at this age is, like, difficult. And I wonder, right, and and and, and I think I, I'm one of those people, everything happens for a reason. Like there are no coincidences in this life, but like, I think there's, a, it's a really good thing that I have not been in like an actual relationship mm-hmm. because I could easily see my infatuation and in love for another person mm-hmm. allowing for boundaries to slip. And I'm finally in a space where I let no one cross a boundary that I've set up, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes to the person who birthed me as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as a matter of fact, like a couple days ago, no, it was yesterday. I mean, why I thought it was a couple days ago. Yesterday, I like called a family meeting because like we call family meetings in my house. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> um, like just one vibe checks, like to make sure everyone's good. Because I had called it because the vibe was just not it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Mercury retro. I don't know what it, it was. A, something was happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, alright, vibe check. Because I realized I was like walking around feeling angry. Ooh. And I realized that, so you know, and most people who, anyone who listens to this podcast probably knows this by now. I love love. I mm-hmm. love Valentine's day, mm-hmm. period. Like That's what I, I, I'm i sure. here. Yes. Um, I had gotten my whole household, like, like a teddy bear, it was like a, a animal, a, a, a teddy bear animal of their, not of their choosing, but like that reminded me of them. So my mom got like a whale, my sister got a unicorn and my other sister got a turtle, right? got them a box of chocolates and then I gave them like a a, like a gift card right now mind you I did this on the 13th I didn't do it on Valentine's Day because initially we were supposed to go do our taxes but that's a whole other conversation and I got no card I got no nothing and when I tell you I was walking around angry and I couldn't figure it out and one of the assignments was like let me pull it up one of the assignments was just like what do you Mm relationship and then you turn it into like an i statement almost mm-hmm. i literally wrote i need reciprocity in my relationship <laughs> and i realized it was in response to that right mm-hmm. and no it said so i called said meeting yesterday and mind you i did cry i'm not even gonna hold it like girl yesterday someone was in the air maybe he was preparing for pisces season but he <laughs> was in the air okay. And like I said, it doesn't help that my pie, like my my Venus is in Pisces, so like I'm feeling extra heightened right now. And reasons I don't need to. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm sitting here. I'm like crying, but I'm like getting my point across. And and I did it in such a way that made me feel really brave because sometimes I just keep once again keep everything under the rug and like keep it pushed mm-hmm. But I was like, no, like y'all hurt my feelings. I literally used the term. I said y'all hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wait, what? Because I was like, what, I'm not going to take excuses. Two you all know me long enough to know there I'm literally staring right now at like a stack of romance novels <laughs> please please y'all know I love love <laughs> like mm-hmm. so but I feel like there was this like I owe it to myself to stand up for myself and mm-hmm. I did not do that before mm-hmm. you know what I mean and the other thing I was going to say I remembered what it was mm-hmm. um in the life situationship I realized it was the first time because you said something like um, we kind of just accept it. He's not doing this, that, and a third but mm-hmm. for my R1 mm-hmm. I think with uh, almost said his name, with that person mm-hmm. he, nothing was okay. We weren't compatible and I don't think anything was wrong with him mm-hmm. but I realized I just can't accept he's not <laughs> me verbally abusing me and he's not mm-hmm. saying things and manipulating me so he's good like I just I recognize mm-hmm. we we're not compatible mm-hmm. I recognize that certain things he did made me uncomfortable and it mm-hmm. wasn't anything bad you just you know I'm not we just weren't compatible and yeah. it was the first time that I was like good job Emma because 22 year old Emma and I've told you this 22 year old Emma bet we would have been in a relationship like day Three, <laughs> period, period, okay? Mm-hmm. But 25, year I'm a news like, girl, pull it together. I feel, and I think there's there's sort of that like dance of like this, it's like almost like, should I settle? It's like, sh- should I settle? Cause I don't know if it gets better than this. It's, mm-hmm. like, it's like, if I found this, this must, it's like, if this is what the universe has provided me, this must be the answer because it's good enough to look kind of like the answer. It's like, nope. no, girl, you you're trying to force a square peg into a round hole because you think that'll work. Um, but I think you said a lot of things that I, because I think something I've realized through both this practice and just in like the past few months
1: mm-hmm.
0: is how, how few boundaries I feel like I was allowed as a child. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't get personal this is why I don't tell my parents about this podcast but like oh they they don't know the name of it they no my we got a podcast that's it exactly I, I'd be like I recorded the podcast that's all they know um but I think like I will have conflicts with my parents and my mom will be like you don't do conflict well and like I can feel myself shut down because it's like I have all these thoughts in my head it's like what's the point of saying them if you're not going to respect them or listen to them mm. you know it's like it's like, I can try and set as many boundaries as I like, but if you are not going to respect them, like, as a child, it didn't, then it didn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. I remember I remember me and my father went to the movies. We went to go see Sparkle, the Jordan Sparks one. I know! <laughs> Great time! Movie ain't even started yet. Like, the trailers had just ended. The lights about to go down. And my father's like, you should do a better job of hiding your diary because your mother reads it. And I spent the first five minutes of that movie bawling. Yeah! <laughs> what? Mr. why would you do that to me not right before the movie like there was a way to have that conversation my bitch, like George Spice just got on the screen and I'm crying because I ain't got no privacy in my life and it was just like there's there's a chapter book I don't know if you got there but it's like the agreements we make with other people whether we mean to or not and I think I sort of have just I made this agreement with my parents that like they don't have to respect my boundaries. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an immigrant thing. Maybe it's a whatever. But it's like, I've literally had, I'll have conversations with my mother where I'm like, do you not see me as a separate entity from yourself? And like, the thing is, is most of our relationship feels very jokey. So mm-hmm. she's like, no, you're not. You are a part of me. And will say things that like, when I hear them, I'm like, that actually makes me very angry. But it's like, I can't allow myself to really fully accept how much of my boundaries will not be respected. So I have to laugh it off yeah it's like it has to be a joke because if i took this seriously i would absolutely have to be very upset about it that's real and yeah. i think because i spent so much time feeling like boundaries were pointless because they're not they didn't feel like a real thing mm-hmm. i'm not good at it it was like all right well then if the, the way to actually have real boundaries is to have no relationships or to just like to give bare minimum relationships mm-hmm. because then like that's a boundary and i think that's the thing i'm still trying to figure out is like what does it actually mean to have boundaries and be able to communicate those boundaries and feel like it was, it's worth communicating. Like a big part of the reason why I got all in my feelings yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I I put like that little cryptic Instagram post where it's like, words feel overwhelming. Mm-hmm. is because it's like, I'll have these moments where it feels like the thought of having to explain myself feels like this overwhelming task yeah. because in my head, there's this expectation that no matter what I say or how much I say, I'm never going to be understood. You know, it's like, I can talk and talk and talk, but whatever I say isn't going to matter. And so it doesn't feel worth it. And I think that's the problem is like, I'm not a bad communicator. It's that I just, I don't trust my communication to matter at times. Mm -hmm. And that that is something I want to work on because I want to be able to like, actually have, you know, conflict and like, literally I spent... I have many thoughts but I'll talk about this I started doing this thing because I don't know if I ever told you but I have a really hard time imagining who my the one is like I can very easily imagine my future but I don't imagine another person there Mm. so I like a couple days ago I started this thing that I'm calling the one one shots Mm. and as a fellow fanfic reader you know a one shot is I know what it is baby yeah (laughs) exactly so for our for our listeners who are not giant fucking nerds (laughs) a one shot is basically like you telling it's a one page story you know it's we just going at it once it's like beginning middle and end in like 600 words and it's cute it's straightforward it's usually pretty corny whatever so i'm trying these the one one shots and it's basically like just i'm writing different scenarios that is absolutely a fantastic idea and i really I like, like it so like for the first one so for the first set of them it was like each one shot was attached to this different part of my life but more specifically this different part of my house that I want to change so it's like once this part of my home is like finished or renovated then we do this in that space okay. and I really like that I did because it's it's very much so tied to the ways in which I want to
1: I develop home I'm
0: building yeah. my mother says I'm nesting but that's whole like that's part of the reason why I had to turn like I, you read the book where she's like can you get into your bed from both sides and mm-hmm. I couldn't so I was like oh maybe I should move my bed and I did (laughs) but also I'm like I'm happy I moved my bed because one it got me to move my tv out my room but also now making my bed is so much easier (laughs) it's wonderful I was like damn I this was a good idea but more than that this last one when it brought up all these feelings about boundaries and communication then I like very specifically in the one shot that I wrote for that was like I want them to be about the relationship and the boundaries that I want um let me me pull them out and so it felt really nice to really be able to identify here are the things I want to manifest in my relationship here we go here we go And like I was like it was very much about like when we have conflict like we resolve conflict easily and quickly enough but also like having the space to like sort of sort out my thoughts and have the energy because that's really what it is is do I have the energy to participate in the conflict so like having that time to step back be like all right this is someone who's going to respect you and will listen. So like once I have my thoughts together, I can actually get the courage and say them out loud and, and then resolve the conflict. Um, so there's that with the whole boundaries piece. And then really quickly, I'll say for Valentine's Day, I feel like this past Valentine's Day was my favorite because I think a couple years back, I started being like, what would it mean to use Valentine's Day as a day to celebrate myself? Mm. you know and part of it was like all right girl you can't keep just worrying about other people loving you like you got to do stuff for yourself and like manifesting love whatever
1: absolutely
0: and I feel like I've started building this habit of valentine's day is a day of self-love and so it feel like like last year I like bought myself a card and wrote myself up a valentine's day card and I feel like this year's the year that it felt like less like this thing of like oh I have to do this thing because I love myself to being like oh it's valentine's day here I am like it's time to love myself and I feel like this year, it just felt so easy, you know, it's, like, I wrote up my little card, I made myself my dinner, I, like, did my hair, and I was just, like, at peace with it, I didn't have to worry about, like, oh, is, is there, is there not someone to celebrate Valentine's Day with me, it was just, like, me loving myself in a beautifully and full and authentic way, and also, like, loving my friends. So like I asked my friend, I asked her as a joke, but like it ended up being a very legit thing, which I was really happy about. Where I asked my friend to be my Valentine. So um we watched Love Jones, which is a a movie with a terrible plot but beautiful vibes. Like beautiful gowns. Awful story. <laughs> terrible story. And then like she got her wisdom teeth taken out. So I bought her ice cream. And it was a really good day. And I felt beautiful for the first time in a long time. And I'm starting to like my body again. I think part of it is because I uh, I got rid of my waist beads. I've had these waist beads for like five years and I had to take them I'm off. It's the like you know what? really do something different. I was like, now that I'm not comparing my body to beads I got when I was in like in fucking 2016, 2017, I'm like, okay, my body doesn't look like it's too big. I'm not even joking with you. Like <laughs> take them off, sis. had to go i might get new ones but like when them shits was sitting under my titties i was like i don't want to do this no more like no oh that's very beautiful though i feel like like you valentine's day this year was i mean i was upset about my family but like it was the first time where i wasn't concerned about or like being sad that i didn't have like a Mm valentine and i was just like nah like when my time comes it's gonna be epic but right now i'm cool with rocking with me because I'm Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, when the book was like, from a scale of zero to 10, how sure of you that you will find love? I was like, bitch, are you dumb? 10. I have love in my life. What do you mean, when will I find love? The <laughs> <five people. laughs> like, First of all, like, I am absolutely wonderful and love is coming to me, but also I have friends, I have family. Like, bitch, love is 10 in my life. That's not a question. Period. Like, I'm at that point where it's like, I don't have to worry about, oh, am I going to find someone to love me? It's like, do I I do I need it? No. Would I like it? Sure. Do I think it'll happen? Yes. Yeah. I read that I'm like, fuck it. God has a plan for me. And their plan is we going to have a baby in two years. Listen, they say tell God if you want God to laugh, tell him. Tell me your, your play. Yeah, girl. But i be telling God my plans and then be like, Okay, we don't get there, but you're gonna cry about it. <laughs> nah, I feel like I be telling like the creator in the universe, like. I, I want to do this. Maybe like you better be real specific, Mama, or we gonna go on a we're gonna go on a, a new plan. And I'm like, okay that's right. I feel like for me, I'm very destination oriented. And guys, like, baby, this is the journey. <laughs> and then so then because I didn't plan the journey because I couldn't see it. I'm like, I right, got. I guess we journeying because I said what you said how so. <laughs> We're on two different levels right now. we on two. like, oh God, you know I don't do how well. I'm just, I'm already there. Like, in my mind, I'm there. And Don't ask me how I got there. I'm there. And guys, like, it's, it's not easy. Mm-hmm. I, I know this. That's why I'm going to cry about it. Though I'm just, funnily enough, I'm, I wrote on, a, like, a post-it. I was like, cry more. And then all of a sudden, yesterday, girl, the way Ryan Murphy had me in my tears yesterday, the way that man got me crying. Bro, the first episode, like 911, the regular one, I was like, all right, cute little cry. Because I'm going to be real, I probably cry at every single episode of 911. If not every, every other. Okay. Because they be having a little moments, and I'll be like, oh, this is beautiful. 911 Lowstar does not give a single fuck about coronavirus. I saw like six masks total these niggas went to 75 different locations these niggas are having house events bitch they went to a pool party and the mess wasn't even a problem right they went to a pool party and the problem was a volcano tell me Texas got volcanoes <laughs> <laughs> bitch? the things that happen in this show don't make sense volcano I'm but dead. like you'd be like chilling all of a sudden somebody dead and in like the worst way possible. Please, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Not the point is, I feel like I, there was a period of my life where I like shut myself off emotion, like where I was like seeking to not feel things. Mm-hmm. And so it got to the point where it was like, I can't, I would like see myself feel something. And then I would just internalize it so fast. I would like watch the feeling pass me by. So all I could tell you was that I felt something. Don't know what, don't know why, but I felt something. And then I I sort of like had to force myself to feel things using substances. And I didn't want to do that anymore, you know? I didn't want to have to get high as balls to cry. Right. Being able to cry sober and like be able to be like, all right, this is why I'm crying. This is why I'm upset. I might use Ryan Murphy's foolishness to make me cry, to initiate the cry. But I understand that what I'm doing is sitting in a particular emotion. I'm just grateful for it. That's beautiful that's actually really wonderful friend. thank you i thought this is us was gonna get me because my friend said it was sad and i was underwhelmed i am tired i think i'm an episode behind honestly this show i feel like it's driving and then there don't be an episode the next week yep and then i'm like two episodes behind somehow and i'm just confused (laughs) because they came back so like did you watch last week have you finished it the last thing I remember they went to New Orleans which was one of my little situations but I'll tell tell that story in a second but they went there he he saw his mama Mm -hmm. uh, in the water they were screaming yeah Kevin he called Kevin Madison's about to have a baby he's on the road trying to go get to Madison That's Okay. okay what was the last thing you saw Randall do cry in the water and call his brother you didn't finish the last episode you are like episode and a half behind no did you see see kevin get in the car yeah did you okay did you see david rosen no okay if you did not see joshua malina in the episode you did not finish the last episode (laughs) (laughs) bitch if you did not see david rosen yeah because i would have been like oh my god david rosen's here yeah no i didn't nope baby because so this Two episodes ago, David Rosen was present and accounted for. And the reason I mentioned because because in that episode, Randall resumes being the superior sibling. Randall has finally let go of his mommy issues. He went into the water and was reborn. The exceptional Black man that we knew him to be. All right, He finally has let go of these white folks. He's he's dealing with the racial traumas. He said it's no longer my problem that y'all are white supremacists. Not oh, a white supremacists. You couldn't tell me Kevin wasn't a white supremacist. Kevin was a demon. <laughs> Kevin was a white supremacist. All right. And Kate said, I don't see color. I just see music. I don't know. Not see music? <laughs> Girl, she was over there singing fucking Joni Mitchell. Like she was more worried about fucking, what was that white woman's name? Uh, Alana Morris said. That's Alandis Morris said. That was what Kate was seeing. All right. right? well kevin hate crime randall on a regular basis on a regular basis point is now that he's resolved his trauma maybe he can become a better husband to beth wait um, did you see a hulu's uh, cutest couples uh draft bullshit that they did on twitter they did a bunch of polls to find like the best couple on television uh-huh who do you think won who's <laughs> something best and randall won no, but they were in the top two. They lost to one of the couple that is by far a worst couple. Who? Who you think? You got to give me some hints. The worst couple in America. Like war crime worthy. Are we talking about Fitz and, 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 uh, Fitz and Liv? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Who who's decided on that? Who said that that was okay? Who? How? it was a poll so you know the little stands came out they came out to win <sighs> babes beth and randall don't got a fan base like these <laughs> miscegenation missionaries they, they, could. they could, if this- could but he ain't shit and people don't people don't give beth her things my whole thing is not olivia and fitz like yes ma'am you know what i thought about randomly today what and that's because the song came on. I was listening to like Spotify, some some random playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, and sitting on the dock of the bay came on. Okay. And I thought of when Fitz and Jake, with Jake is detained, started singing "Sitting on the Dock of the Bay" by Otis Redding. he yeah. <laughs> started punching him in the face. It was the most disgusting thing I have seen in my in my good black life. Okay, <laughs> bro. Ain't no sense you know what I'm thinking about I'm thinking about when Fitz detains Papa Pope and got grandpa and his wife beater grandpa chest out Oh, <laughs> so, oh. you want to know what your daughter tastes like and he said sir listen here boy okay when he called him boy you are a boy I was like whoa when you got sick cause your daddy was fucking his mistress And you got to sit outside. (laughs) He said, son, I will beat your ass with this wife beater and these dress pants. (laughs) Fitz, during that scene, I was, I was disgusted. I was tired. I was, I was every emotion. I was just like, why would you tell that man that?" Because he's a white man. Like, of all people you want to tell us to? Sir, you will never... I will be starting my uh what you will call it rewatch. Oh, I'm gonna do it. I just love how Fitz is really just a himbo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like when you really realize he's the dumbest person in the room, it's like wow, babes. The literal dumbest human in the room. <laughs> it's like it, I hate to say, but in terms of intelligence, it goes, it goes Fitz, Melly. <laughs> And like Melly and David Rosen are low key tied. <laughs> David Rosen is intelligent in the fact of the matter. He just knows how to memorize them little laws and statutes. That's <laughs> okay, awesome. fair. Okay, fair. Okay, fair. He be he be read. So it goes Fitz, David Rosen, Melly, Susan, Big Bath Ross. <laughs> when she read that, Bella said, This shit don't work. <laughs> Wait a second. What? <laughs> y'all wrote uh, 200 pages of nothing y'all wasting time and paper susan big Ben, bad bitch roast fuck portia she don't even need to be on the list no. <laughs> and then cyrus and then olivia and then papa pope <laughs> Papa Popo's the smartest one in this universe, let's be clear. He- okay. Y'all bitches playing, y'all bitches playing checkers, maybe you playing chess, bitch, I'm playing Mahjong, I'm playing Sudoku, I'm playing games you ain't never heard of, bitch, I'm playing Jumanji. Okay, Cones <laughs> of Gunshire. okay, call Ben White up, like... <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> no, you don't just play, they what's the show they play on New Girl? <laughs> The new Americans. Um, the... um what is it called? So, Americans. True American. The East play true American. <laughs> right. Maybe. Because I feel like Melly was very smart. She just never had all the information. She no. didn't get to see all the pieces. No. mama, Mama's playing playing chess and forgot she got a king. A queen. Like her queen getting taken out the game. She got a knight. What are you talking about? <laughs> she be playing with the pawns and all her pieces gone like, like oh i did something it's like yeah baby but you're dead what do you think you did she'd be like oh i I took this person's king queen it's like no bitch they stole all your pieces when papa pope said oh you want my money i'm going to murder an entire bus and that's on your conscience
1: <laughs> like, i'm
0: like oh okay Ooh. oh my god not the point but yes oh what a himbo point is uh this is us how did we get to this is us oh because I was crying but did you want to talk about New Orleans oh yeah so I had this we never actually talked about it but throughout this entire process i have been applying to doctoral programs um and as of last week well as of last week I got accepted to one and then as of two days ago or yesterday I had gotten into another one and ironically the school that I got into the first one was Tulane University so I had been seeing all of these just like connections to New Orleans and I kept saying mm-hmm. to, to the university the ancestors because I just shot out at them I was like all right I see y'all I see y'all we good we good towards so the other school I got into was UCLA I'm leaning towards Tulane right now but I told um like I've been asking I like and I'm gonna ask you obviously I was gonna ask you not on the podcast but I'm asking different people's opinions on different things, just trying to get like better mm-hmm. perspective. Um, I wanna make sure that I'm making a very rational decision because it's something that's gonna impact my life for the next four to six years. So I wanna make a proper decision. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm gonna be quiet. Why? Because I feel like it's not, there's no such thing as the right decision or like the proper decision. I think vibes matter more than anything because I think you're called to be where you're supposed to be. And wherever you end up is where you're supposed to be. Because whether it's good, bad, or ugly, it's going to make you the person that you are supposed to be. So Emma in four to six years is going to be the Emma that you are meant to be four to six years from now, whether that's in California or in Tulane or wherever. You feel me? So I feel like that perspective, yes. But I also feel like in your heart of hearts, You know and have known for quite some time where you're being called to show up. Um, it's wonderful, it's amazing, it's beautiful, and I'm really happy for you, sis, because I feel like you like you know I've been talking about the different seasons. You' about to enter this brand new season. Big things are going like it's going down, Mm -hmm. and I'm very excited for you. You know, enter my my year nine, my personal year nine. Ooh, I'm in. What am I? I think I'm in year five or six. I can't remember. Year five is all about changes, so that's fun. I think last year might have been year five. Let me let me do the math again. Uh, it might be six. Do you know what six is? I don't. Hold on. Actually, no. I think I have it written down. Hold on. I think I do. Okay. Let me do the math again. I know my like my per- my number is nine. Yeah. Oh, you're a nine. I believe so. Okay, I'm in year six right now, which is what I thought. Yes, I'm pretty sure I'm a nine. Can you guess mine? I'll tell you if you're right. Oh, I don't know. I don't know these things well enough. I'm gonna go with seven. No. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't remember them. Like, I'm not that good at these things. Three. One. Oh,
1: look at that. Which
0: is that <laughs> what does mean? What kind of person are you? I'm very much the, the leader archetype, but whatever, I guess. Like I don't <laughs> I don't know. Um Yeah, I'm the, look at that
1: That's yes.
0: fun, and you're also the beginning of the zodiac i am because i lead but i cry they go hand in hand um no so yeah they said year six is all about a year devoted to home family and responsibility it's time to regroup nurture and be nurtured there will actually- heighten levels of family-based responsibility this year this is a time where all relationships are also highlighted Ooh, why is that actually perfect low-key it does sound perfect for you honestly this is just my year where i'm just gonna be in the house <laughs> it's sad- the- oh, no actually though literally this is because i feel like yes i have all these aspirations and all these things But it's, like, I know I want to accomplish them, but I know that I don't need to accomplish them right now. Like, you know how I I don't think about the how of things, I just think about the what? And -hmm. it's, like, I'm okay with that right now, because it's, like, I'm taking my time, I'm enjoying myself, I like the work I do, I'm building my home, I'm nesting, as my mother said, and (laughs) part of my career goals are my personal goals. And that's real. Catch me, uh, 2022, 2023. 2022, 2022, yeah. Um, it's just very interesting. What year are you entering into? So when, when, when April 18th comes, when my yeah. birthday comes, I'll be entering a year nine,
1: when which is enter, all about-
0: like, isn't that about like endings and general? No, they yes. said the change affects relationships, jobs, geographical location, spirituality and health, all of that. Just- so literally everything that's actually had. Coming to you like all of it literally is is checking out uh it's just like it's basically this is the year that where you can revel in the successful combination of all that you've been working towards the past eight years and you know what mm-hmm. i'm happy because the past eight years have been a freaking roller coaster i will mm. say i think so let me do the math backwards i'm in currently in year eight Year seven, trying to figure out what year it was. I was just about to try and do that. Isn't it just eight years from now? Eight, eight years ago? Oh no, it's eight years ago, but I'm trying to figure out I, there was one period of my life from like 2019 until mm-hmm. parts of 2020. Mm-hmm. Life was just down bad, baby. Like, <laughs> it was like that, wasn't, that wasn't even a personal thing. I think just that was just the, the earth, all that. bullshit, when I tell you whatever age is before Aquarius. For real, because something was going on. Something was something was in the water. Maybe. The way 2018 to 2020 kicked my ass. Whoa. Okay, wait a minute. 18, 18 and 2 is 10. It's 11. That's 2. I think that was my year 3. The way year 3 came out with a bang, bitch, came out, like, that shit hurt it, mm -mm. but yeah, no, all in all, I'm very excited for this journey, I'm very excited for where it's leading me, I do feel, I will say one thing that I've been feeling more comfortable in, I guess, um, the people that are in my life currently Mm -hmm. I used to get stuck on people staying forever, right? Mm. Um, and, And I'm at a point where I'm okay if folks leave now, right? But the people that I have, I have some really good people in my life, long story short, like some really beautiful, beautiful, beautiful souls that I think I'm a lot more appreciative of. Not that I wasn't, I wasn't intentionally trying not to be appreciating folks, but now I'm in a space where I'm just like, yo, I really like, like the universe really looked out with the people that's in my life. I that i definitely feel that i feel like i have those moments where i realized that like the the relationships i've been able to cultivate in my life are just a testament to just how what i think the person i am but also just the love that i have in my life like i remember being in middle school or whatever and like people being like you ain't got no friends da, 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 da. And i don't remember and i think i internalized that far more than i realized where it was like yeah i have friends but i didn't think about it and then I had someone tell me they were like, you're friends with everybody. And I really thought about I was like, wait, I am friends with everybody. And not because I need to or because I like I'm trying to be like whatever. It's just because like I just fuck with people and like I like fucking with people. And I think just- I think something about you I've realized, yes, you are friends with everyone. You're very like, you're there. And I think there's a difference between being friends with everyone and being friendly, right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense so like i'm mm. but i'm not necessarily friends with everyone like you are really really good you are a really good people person like genuinely like you were vibing with our professor i was. I keep thinking back to it but she was vibing with our professor and i'm just Whoa, like she loved me i don't know why people be loving oh, me You <laughs> okay and i'm just like that's the thing i didn't realize it's like i've sometimes i'll be forgetting the impact my energy has on people where i just be like okay Y'all? people be talking with me like i'd be forgetting like i forgot if i if i told this story but when i was as somebody it was like a zoom goodbye party for somebody i would just be in myself briefly and then i go into a different meeting they're like oh well you had all that energy and that vibe then so we expect it now and i was like the fuck why y'all vibing with me so hard <laughs> literally um i don't know if you saw i took that little quiz it was like which queer coded character are you and i got Shigo, and i was like that don't sound right and then I was talking to my friend, she's like, absolutely, this sounds right. I was like, that's why mean? I think I like I like did the little clap emoji or something. Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> I was like, in my mind, I was like, I'm senior, senior, junior, like <laughs> I was like, "Bitch." And then I remember people literally come up to me like I was scared of you. And then I saw you smile at somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm mysterious. I'm a Scorpio. You no, but you this is the thing. And this is the thing. You are mysterious a little bit, but like in the best enticing way. Not in a like not in a, okay. Not in a you're gonna show up to somebody's funeral and all mm-hmm. black and just stand in the background and everyone now thinks this person is secret type of way, but mm-hmm. in the I wanna know more about her way. Yeah. I feel like it's feel like it's like people who don't know me see me be friends with everybody. And then if they're like it's like if I don't have anything with them, they're like, who is this person and why am I the only person that's not friends with them Mm -hmm. I feel like that's how it comes across and it's like interesting because I don't think about these things and I like that idea of you saying being friendly versus friends because I feel like for me being friendly is like oh I like this person therefore I'm gonna be friendly with them whereas for me I'm like all right I don't have to like you but you know I want I want there to be some sort of like connection there Mm -hmm. that like is tantamount to friendship you know like you might not be somebody I want to I want to fuck with on an everyday basis and I can see how like you're not like my best friend down for whatever but it's like at the end of the day we have a mutual respect and love that like translates as friendship Mm -hmm. I respect that yes I just want to you know I just want to be out here spreading love bitch I had them flowers in my hair I was like wow I am the physical embodiment of love like you're come get me I forgot I'm what ready. I forgot what song you paired with it, but I wanted you to 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 do that Minnie Riperton song. At your best, you are loved. No. <laughs> Wait, Les Flores, however you say that. Les Mar- <laughs> bitch! I love that song. I fucking love that song, that bro. One- when I saw the flowers in your hair I was like you low-key are giving me these vibes because she was a beautiful woman and like yeah. you gave me those vibes I was like yeah go off sis like that's actually brilliant that would have been perfect I love that song and I literally learned for that song about from like a Microsoft commercial and that isn't a Microsoft commercial the first time I love that commercial <laughs> for a reason I appearing that song it was in us it was in us at the end where okay, I think I do remember hearing mm-hmm. Staring at each other like, did we just? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then just like, Da-da-da. I'm like, okay, like we just gonna vibe out to this. That's fine. <laughs> wow, such a damn good song. Yeah. Um, on that note, we should probably wrap up because we're reaching we're reaching 230. Two and a half, right? Um, do you have an ending question? Our ending question is. Sun, Moon, Rising, Grey's Anatomy Edition. Or we could do, did we do Marvel? But let's do Grey's Anatomy Edition. Okay. We can do both. I think they both take long. Okay. Okay, really quickly. All right. I feel like we already have our, well, at least I have my son. For Grace. Yes. Who did you say where you were at the beginning of the episode? Christina Yang. Okay, yes. Yes, yes. Okay. I'm
1: trying yes, to okay.
0: Christina Yang's son or Rising? Because I think when you, people meet, No. No, you're Maggie. Huh? Mm-hmm. Christina's son. Maggie mm-hmm. Rising. Ry- Absolutely. Yes, you're Maggie Rising. You are Maggie. Like, what? <laughs> I, you stay saying Christina, i like, babes. Christine- Put your respect on Maggie's name, because Maggie is you. You yes. are Maggie. I am Maggie. <laughs> in your head, you think you Christina, but out here in the world. In the world, I want. Maggie wa- Pierce. That's yes, Maggie, okay? Maggie Pierce. Um. And who would be my moon? Who what uh, emotionally? What's your current moon sign? Sagittarius. Arizona Robbins. I hate that bitch. (laughs) No, because I think there's like a bright and bubbliness to you, and it's like where the Maggie comes in. (laughs) Okay, but I feel like. that's what's driving it because I think Maggie at her core is like all sad and dark and twisted sister. She just covers it up with the like bubbliness. Whereas I feel like you at your core is bitch. You was out here in teddy bears and chocolates and bullshit. That is Arizona Robbins. Or April. <laughs> you wanna be April? April Moon. So, so I'm calling tiny humans. I'm the tiny human lady. Like period. <laughs> to be tiny humans than April. <laughs> okay. Uh okay, so yeah. Christina Sun, Maggie Rising, and Arizona. Arizona pre all that foolishness with Kelly. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, I'm here for it. Bet. Arizona when she had two legs. Yes. No, let's you know what I mean. You know what I mean. I was thinking about all the things that they lost on that plane crash. Christina lost her shoe. Christina lost her sanity. <laughs> But she, she bounced back better than after the shooting. Think about all she went through post-shooting and how she was right back to work after the fucking play crash. That is true. Mama said, I'm good. Okay? I didn't die. <laughs> I'd have to save nobody's life. None of it. What is your sun, moon, rising grade? Okay. I'm trying to decide if Kelly's my sun or my rising. Um, I'm trying to think. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna say Kalaipi Sun. Okay. To say this is really hard. My moon. What do you think? I need help. Okay. I feel like my like one of mine is a boy. It's either like Mark or like Jackson. <laughs> Jackson can be very kind, right? And I think a very big facet of your personality is you're a very nice person. Like, you're genuinely a dope human being. I feel like the unhealed version of me would absolutely ditch people to go hide in somewhere. Not the woods, but somewhere. Somewhere. So so let's throw Jackson in there, but I don't know if I want to throw him in for your... I don't want to throw him in for your rising, so I guess by default he is... Yeah, I think he's my mood because it's like, when I'm in my feelings, type to. Yeah.
1: and rising,
0: someone who, like, I feel like Callie might be my rising. I think, okay, so stop. This is the thing, Callie is your right, she's your she right, rising. rising, like, because I am, I am Callie. I, I accept it, I love her so much. <laughs> okay, so Callie's 100% my rising. Jackson Moon, who is my son? Someone who's mysterious, and no, not Addison. not addison but who's addison-esque because i can get behind this right you can see you see where i'm going with the like maternal but also just like a hot mess uh bailey no no Bailey's- bailey you know exactly where i was about to go with that one so uh, you didn't say because i was gonna say it <laughs> Let's say Addison because I can't think of someone who's Addison s. What about Night? No, Naomi's a dumbass, and that's private practice. I love Naomi, but she was duh. Mm-hmm. So duh. And we gonna go Addison? I think we go I Addison. I think we we're the rest of the doctors. Not Mark, you're not Weber. Weber, I'm not Shepard. Not- who's like, honestly, the only other person I can think of is like Mark. But I'm not, like I'm, I'm, I feel like Addison had more care. I'm going to say Addison. Because yeah. I feel like Addison is like a tough love type of person, low key. Where it's like, she comes in and you would expect her to be this one thing where she's like this mysterious, sexy lady. And then she's this giant, soft baby who yeah. just has all of these feelings. So Addison's son, Callie. Rising. Oh, stop, I was going to say Callie Torres. And then realize that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. Okay. Addison Sun, Jackson Moon, Callie Rising. I'm here for it. I see it. Yes. And you are Christina Sun. Maggie. Arizona. Okay. Maggie rising. Arizona Moon. Yeah. I can see that. Okay, are we doing Marvel real quick? It feels hard. <laughs> Let that go take a minute. Let's let's rapid fire it. Okay, rapid fire. Um, um, um <laughs> exactly girl I told you it was going to take a minute <laughs> okay 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 um let's just can we do this next time let's do this next time I can't do it next week boom yes yeah, it's, so- it's, a, it's a, a teaser a cliffhanger for next week all right and with that being said um I guess our final my final question of the day is why do you rewatch Grey's Anatomy for comfort partially to be honest with you um because we had had this conversation kind of before Mm -hmm. i wanted to see if that was pretty accurate right Mm -hmm. so yeah i was like oh let me see christina's storyline because like in my mind my son is very much christina yes and i'm just like okay cool
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and now here we are yes it's also a source of comfort too Just a real big source of comfort I feel like for me Grey's Anatomy was the first like contemporary show that I felt connected to where I was just like oh there's something here
1: mm-hmm. and I
0: think like like couple years like last year I caught up because I had taken like a good six seven year long break like after Derek died I stopped oh. and like, and like realizing just how much kind of like scandal how integral these characters were to my development and the fact that I still cared about them that much mm-hmm. was just really beautiful so like re-watching it I'm like something I love about shows that have been on for a while is the progression of characters and this is why I love television in general is just being able to watch a character become themselves like with movies you can have underdeveloped characters and it doesn't matter because it's a moment mm-hmm. but like the whole point of television is what does it mean to become a person over time So seeing like Christina Yang's development, seeing Callie's development, because like, in my mind, Callie is this very particular person. She's bold, she's brave. But like, the thing is, is most of her stories about what happens when you're insecure and when you don't fully understand and haven't fully come into multiple parts of yourself. Like sis literally was like, we're 17 and it's facts. These people are 17. And now we're watching them be grown ass adults in real time. And it's like, wow. like. Well, I was watching you when I was 17. Yep. And I think that's why I love Grey's Anatomy. And I can ignore the fact that it is very clearly a white woman soap opera. Absolutely. Absolutely. But it's quality television. What? Shonda put her foot in that. Shonda put fucking foot, ankle, shin, knee in that bitch. Okay, she put her foot through the pot. Yeah. Alright? And you have my black ass sitting here while white men are going, Meredith? meredith meredith
1: meredith,
0: meredith. the one. amount of times these niggas say seriously i'm like i don't even care i don't care it's delicious let me eat it up what like quality. Yeah. Oh, jesus is such a good show right it was also just like a show where it's like we're brilliant women are being brilliant and it's not a question like the whole point is everybody's brilliant there's quite a bit of internalized misogyny but we don't got to talk about that at least not right now Cause all these girls, all these women, like I'm a smart girl. I'm not like other girls, except Izzy. Izzy's like I'm a smart girl who is like other girls. Not every girl, okay? I'm the pretty girl, and y'all think I'm stupid, but I'm not. Except I do stupid things for Dick. <laughs> all right. And on that note, thank you for a lovely, lovely time. Um. Yes. This is wonderful. Uh, this is beautiful. I'm. Just- I was thinking about our 200 listeners while I was, you know, out and about and I was like, maybe it's people rewatching or like they came back. It was like, that's still too many listens yeah. to that- be like our friends. It's like, they're perfect strangers who now know about my childhood dramas. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening. Uh, thank you for entertaining whatever we are, whoever we are, uh, I believe that there is something beautifully radical and political in the personal. So... Absolutely. Yes. I am a revolution. I'm misquoting uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Did you watch That's it? it. Um, did you watch it? I did not watch it. No. What? I don't know. I just haven't watched it. I'm going to watch it. I just okay. haven't watched it yet.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: It was it was it was exactly and yeah. that's it's not an easy watch yet yes Ugh. all right all right bye everyone be black be blessed if you're not black still be blessed yeah and and thank a black person today send a black person money send For this a black person life. money yes
1: <laughs> yes
0: all right absolutely bye y'all bye